If you're thinking, God, these guys hardly ever make episodes anymore, you'd be mistaken. At patreon.com slash youhatemovies, there are still multiple episodes of You Hate Movies delivered monthly, arguing about the latest movies, ranking directors and franchises, interacting with fan mail, and getting bent out of shape about the latest in movie news. For the price of a monthly cup of coffee, you can listen in and join the arguing. Patreon.com slash youhatemovies. Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Your resident cinephiles have finally compiled the definitive list of top 10 movies of 2023. Somehow, across the span of this episode, we do manage to spoil Saltburn, The Iron Claw, and John Wick 4. Oh boy! It's my favorite episode of You Hate Movies. The whole year long. It's the big one. It's the big one. In fact, earlier today, uh, I was taking the trash out. So I was doing just an ordinary domestic <sighs> thing and getting real excited. I was like, oh, man, we're going to do that episode tonight. And then I says to myself, I says, how come? How come I'm so excited? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. It's fun. Because it's fun. You get to hear everybody else's thoughts. And as Matt was just saying, we get to pick on him because his, his is going to be wrong. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before the uh, tape was rolling at You Hate Movie Studio, Matt Hughes, who's on the show. Hello, everyone. I'm here. He was saying this is the part where he becomes increasingly self-conscious of his list and starts to think that he failed. Yeah. <laughs> Something I, wrong. I think I, I'm going to let my dad down. He <laughs> 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 was certainly listening. Your to disappointment. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You are no son of mine. Yeah. He's not mad. Oh. He's just disappointed. Yeah, I heard that a lot. And now I'm going to hear it from my friends, which, you know. Tyler nice. Hands is on the show. Hey everyone. And Smart. he's not even done with his list. He didn't look up at me to answer to answer to my greeting. He's over there making his list as we speak. Are he you said making he your list? I'm reviewing my list. I have a list. It's uh it's it's got a bunch of movies in a, in a particular order. Did you see 10 movies? <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> all right everybody. <laughs> all right. Let's all calm down here. But right. it's a good everybody, question. let's calm down. Burns over here loving the everybody, movie Everybody, everybody just take a step back. Burn patrol. Man, Abby's coming at me like that. <laughs> I think what what didn't we do an episode where she's on nine movies for the year? Yeah, it was. A, it was Roll back the tapes. Do we have? Yeah, that's true. But then last week I was here and she had seen seventeen movies this year already, and it was like no, the no, 16th no, of the month. no, no, for twenty twenty four. No, no, she saw seventeen movies in twenty twenty four. That was for the said? month. The that month of Jan. Yeah, that's what I mean. For the month of January, she'd already seen seventeen movies. That's a lot of movies. That's yeah. more than you saw Is all it? last year. Maybe. No, I don't know. It's not. Maybe. It isn't. Are you trying to do Oscar noms? Is that what you're trying to catch up No, on? we were just uh, cramming 2023 movies. Well, listen, mm-hmm. 17 is higher than your year total in the past. So it's I true. don't know why you're coming at me so hard. It's listen, true. Listen, Abby Porter's on the show. Mm-hmm. And she has big aspirations tonight. She said <laughs> that she expects to be, this is, this is her actual language. <laughs> I'm not being hyperbolic. She said she expects to be crowned as an authentic cinephile. <gasps> By the end of this it's episode, my night. Dun, dun, dun. tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. I w- am expecting to be downgraded to casual movie guy. <laughs> you should be, <laughs> and so should Tyler. Listen, the, I yeah. expect. Here's what I'm predicting: that there is a film on your list that I think you're going to to have loved, and I'm prepared to tell you that that film was terrible. 
Oh, wow. Okay. I'm excited okay. already to hear that Barbie argument. Hey, guess what? Liam. It's not, it's not Barbie. Guys, guys. Ooh. Liam Gosson's on the show. You'll know when yeah. we get Bongiorno. Liam, For back the first in the hizzy. Time in a wild time. Yeah. Liam, did you see some movies in 2023? I sure did. And how do you feel about your list? Self-conscious, confident, somewhere in between? Uh, I'm very happy with my list. I'm pleased. I think it'll be entertaining. Okay. (laughs) That's what we're looking for in a podcast episode. It's like, you know what? Let's pique people's interest. There you go. Pique with a Q. Whet their appetite. Patrick Porter's on the show. Yeah, I'm here. And how how are you feeling? I feel good about my list. I... Tyler was saying right before we started that he said the people are saying it's a triumph of films this year, but did he see them or whatever? Something? You, the delivery was no good. Right <laughs> <laughs> you made Tyler Look, sound he like didn't a see any movies anyway. So the thing, I'm just saying, <laughs> no, this, no, no, no. Been, this Listen, year. You can't and, quote me and, and ruin the delivery. It like sounded that. about right. It sounded about right. Yeah, no, I remember didn't. it. Yeah, that's that's how, what I heard. No, yeah, I, said, I said that everyone out here is claiming that 2023 is a is a year of triumph and the movies have returned and all of them are good and I thought I must not have seen any of those ones. That's pretty much what I said. Mm. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Triumph. That was the like I'm just saying I feel like I, there weren't as many good movies this year, honestly. Oh, so you don't agree? <clears throat> or maybe, maybe I didn't see them. Maybe neither of us saw them. them. Yeah. We were both at the we were both at the theater watching. We were the looking for them. I feel like you're them. right. I think the year before 2022 you couldn't not see a good movie there, so stinking many. The list was too long. You had to cut off your darlings right. to make the list. This one, I'm like, I had to find something to yeah, put Yeah, I had there. to shove mm-hmm. some real mm-hmm. questions in there. I disagree. Uh, I do, too. I'm Josh. I'm on the show. I made a list. I feel confident about it. I will agree that the year of 2022 movies, there were so many that I thought were going to be on my top 10 list that by the time we actually got to it, I was like, what? I can't fit that one? And, and I was having to make these really complicated decisions about what has to stay and what has to go. It wasn't that hard this year, but I saw a lot of great movies and had an easy time making a list. Hmm. Uh, the more complicated work was in what order do these movies go? You know? Mm. Yeah. Right. That's that what really tough. matters. So it's a lot of work to do tonight and we're up for it. Uh, I'm going to speak for everyone, speak for the whole group. We're up for it. And this is how it usually goes. We're going to go around the room and before we just, we can't just barge right into the list. That would be vulgar. You know what I mean? No barging. No barging. There has to be a little bit of a list for play. Barges are for sure. You've got to grease the wheels. So what we're going to do gotta is. There's got to be some, some, you know. Take some her out some to dinner first. Talk. Yeah. yeah. We got to vamp. We got to warm it up. Yeah. We got to warm up the audience. So first, we're going to go around, say how many movies you saw in the year of 2023. And, and then how you made your list. You know, how did you, what kind of decisions or, or what kind of logic compelled your decisions rather? What, um, what did you go off of gut feeling, instincts, craftsmanship? Usually everybody ends up saying the same thing, but it can honestly vary year to year. Um, I'll start by saying that in the year of 2023, it was a movie going year. I'll be honest. Saw, saw the heck out of some movies, 52 movies. In 2023, which is some real old school Tyler Hands numbers. Those right? are those are good numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. There was a time when Matt and Tyler, ironically, we, actually, we used to really. <laughs> you go guys for were like it, yeah. 70, to, 80, right? Something mm-hmm. to come in with the no, high numbers. Were we that high? It was no, like 50s, 60s. In the 50s and 60s, yeah. Yeah. pretty yeah, consistently. Yeah. 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 You're in the low 50s. That that counts. That's pretty 52 good. 52 movies. 22 of them in theaters. That's see that's that, a lot. That's yeah. on average one a week. So that's solid. Yeah. 
It's a solid movie going well, year. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I kept a running tally of all these movies throughout the year. And then anytime I saw a movie that it was, you know, instantaneous. Oh, I bet that's going to be in my top 10. I'd put an asterisk beside it on my list. Or if it was like, I don't know, it could be. We'll see. I'd put an asterisk beside it. And then I'd collect those at the bottom of the list. And then when I got down there to all these uh, starred movies at the bottom, it starts to become a little more evident. Well, that can go now. I've seen better. This can stay. And then you have to start doing the hard work. I'll be honest. um, This year, I wanted to reorganize my list in such a way that it looked cooler sometimes. I'd be like, oh, it would it would be cooler if this was at the top yeah. and this was second. And you're trying not to be too much of a cliche. You, yeah. did, you, did you move minus one down a few notches to try and not? Well, you'll have to Josh? see. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to see. <laughs> yeah. And you know, sometimes you're like, well, uh, I'd like for this movie to be at the top because that would be cool. Uh, but but is it? And so in the end, I uh, I went for honesty. I was just like, I just oh, like them. Ones at the top. I just like them in this order. Mm-hmm. You know. Sometimes it surprised me. Maybe it'll surprise you. <laughs> Abby, how many movies did you see? Shock us. I saw 43 movies. Hey, girl. All right. Isn't that great? That's 12 in numbers. theater. So That's great. One, one, one a month on average. <laughs> there you go. That's great. Yeah. Are you guys movie pass, like, like uh, was it Regal. club members? Regal. You're Regal? Crown Club. I'm not. Okay. So you're She's going all the way across okay. town to the Cascade one? That's where I prefer to go, yeah. yeah. But I also visit the 99 down in mm-hmm. Hazeldale. <laughs> okay. For these listeners that have no idea. For the, Hazeldale. For the people that live in Vancouver who yep. listen. There's got to be someone out well, there. Those movie clubs aren't bad if you're going to the theater that often. Oh, it's I great. Think, Love it. You know. Is that one near the mall still open? Uh, it is. I never go there. They it's, do second run, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they run. do first run now, but they don't oh. have stadium seating. Yeah, it's pretty it's just terrible. It's a freaking oh, flat thing. It's real bad. Oh, my gosh. We went there so to bad. see uh, Hacksaw Ridge. The yep. Patrick and Tyler and I. Oh, yeah. I remember, it was I bad seating. Good movie. Good movie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. For that's being so nonviolent when he's batting that grenade away yeah, back he, to them, that's like that's pretty violent. Yeah, he, he that was just an impulse. Yeah. Yeah. That was an impulse. Yeah. He panicked. <laughs> that was instinct. It wasn't. It didn't this, break his. No, pacifism. this is during his superhero montage. He was going for it. Yeah, he was aiming at him. <laughs> Abby, uh, do you remember your number from last year to this year for movies? I don't. Was last, last year, year might have been 11? the year I saw ten or eleven. Yeah, because there was. I remember there was ones on my list that I didn't like. Yeah. I was like, I did right. like this movie. Right. Yes. Here's number yeah. 10. And I think the year before that was the year you went, I haven't seen this movie, but I'm putting it on my top 10 list. No, that's a Bethy. Like oh, that's sorry. Bethy did yeah. that yeah, that's a with joy yeah. and then hated up, uh, ended <laughs> up hating that movie. She didn't see it. <laughs> no, and then she saw it and hated it. So it was stuck on her list True, forever. She did hate it. And so <laughs> movies in the 40s. Movies in the 40s. It was pretty crazy. Oh, you've grown so much. See? But we yeah. can't uh, come to a conclusion about whether or not you're a cinephile until we actually hear the list. So how did you make it? I made mine by seeing, hmm, did I like this movie? <laughs> yeah. Good question. Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Ask yourself. you got to start somewhere. And cinephile. then I marked those. I mean, similar. I mean, as doesn't everyone make their list the same way? Did you like the movie? You mark them? No, I think it's, uh, watch, Patrick's going to say stickiness was his Well, sure, but value. that's part of Tyler's going to say like craftsmanship. Okay, I will mm. say my top five all had to do a lot with craftsmanship and performance. You mean in 
Mm. From the actors? From the actors. Oh, okay. Wow. She's really going for that cinephile thing, man. This is her year. This is her That's year. That's important. Yeah. If they acted the, the crap the out I, of it, it's the, higher on my list. The way I phrase it is usually if the film really deserves it. You know, if it deserves... As the, if the film is a, you know, a conscious thing. It's like, <laughs> it, it worked hard that year. It deserves sure. some acknowledgement. I have a couple on there like that, for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Matt yeah. Hughes with the list of shame. How many movies did you see and how'd you make the list? I saw 57 movies this year. Yeah, Ooh. baby. Um, He's our top contender now. And so Tyler Hands numbers. I um Huffled. I made my list by I have in the past done the asterisks as I walk out of the theater or turn off the TV to say and this year I says to myself, I says, Self, what if you just didn't and then you just reviewed the entire list? Because maybe there's stuff hmm. in there that you're overlooking because at the time you didn't asterisk it. That's a good idea, yeah. So I did a review over the last couple of weeks as I was obviously like cramming and adding new movies to the bottom of the list. And one of the biggest uh, categories for me this year was rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Have I rewatched the movie since seeing it the first time in this year? Or do I intend to rewatch it again? In mm. which case it was a mm. major list contender. Oh, interesting. I like that. Mm-hmm. See, already birds, there's some variety. Yeah. I, I like that. Tyler, how many movies did you see? How the Mighty Have Fallen. Let's see how far. Yeah, no, it's been a weird year for me. You know, it's been a very, very weird year for me. I saw 36. Okay. There's still a lot of movies, probably it's, it's more than the lot, average movie but goer. It's, you know, it's some. And this is only this year's movies. I'm sure you saw movies. more. Yeah, you watched other movies this year that didn't yes. you saw 36 right. 2023 yes. movies. Listen, you don't need to have you don't need to do that for me. Well, I just Listen, feel yeah. like I, I saw more than 36 <laughs> movies in 2023. Yeah. yeah. But I only saw 36 of 2023's okay. movies. Hey, that's yeah. three a month, man. That's solid. Hey, the math is really working out. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah, we're, it's we're, always a lovely divisible number. Yeah. Mm. Uh I, I did not see 22 of them or whatever in theaters i did didn't make it to theaters that often i saw migration in theaters so did i so did i oh maybe it'll be on all y'all's lists migration (laughs) yeah i missed that one bummer yeah (laughs) um my qualification is did i like it did i deserve it and this rewatchable thing is, is i like it it's sure 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 but i feel like there's a lot of films out there that are quite good that I'd never want to see again. Yeah. In particular, one on my list last year. Speak No Evil. Speak No Evil that, you know, whenever I'm reminded of it, I think, God, I'd never want to see that again. But I'm glad I did the one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So that's a tough. I appreciate the rewatchability as a as a Ordinarily, criteria. it's a good metric. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's not a hard and fast rule for all films. Yeah, it has mm-hmm. exceptions. Yeah. Well, sure. All right, Liam. How many movies did you see? Do you know? You know I saw. I think I saw thirty-one. Nice, so great. F- five less, but yeah, yeah. That's like one a, one a day for a month. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> about that. And that's the a math full month. Yeah. And it took the rest January. of the year off. Yeah, right? <laughs> just ground out all of them oh, in yeah. December and did nothing else. So how'd you how'd you put those in order? What was your logic? I. Your you know, I did this based on again would I recommend it and would I watch it again? Like, how much did I enjoy it enough to be like, you know, you got to see this movie, or this is a movie going experience that I'm going to remember going to. And I think, I mean, to Matt's point, rewatchability is is key for me. It's like, like, why would I see this again? Well, it's because it was that good. 
I really so. like that recommendation thing. That's, yeah, a, that's like, a good, a, like mm-hmm. oh I man, that's I new. enjoyed this so much. Yeah. I want other people to enjoy it too. That mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. maybe not enjoy with some of the movies we watch, but I want other people to experience. have this experience uh, of like, this film. Yeah, like that's this cool. Is important. Like I've, I've grown because of this, and I think <laughs> you will too. That's there rad. I like that. Thanks. Wow, Liam's a motivational speaker now. T- Patrick, mm-hmm. how many movies did you see? I saw. Fifty-six. Oh, Whoa. twins! Couldn't beat him. I watched one it. last night, and I won because of it. Yeah, it was funny. Job. I'll tell you about it later. Should have just yeah. said fifty-eight. We would have believed you. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I trying to be know. true, though. You know, that's Kid. myself. True. I saw. I went to the theater thirty-three times. Thirty-three. He yeah. won the theater. I contest. won the theater though. And uh, my list, I I usually go with stickiness. That's a huge one for me. But I also like to think that I follow my heart. You know. Sometimes. <laughs> wow, here we go. <laughs> when I make the list, what I just want to, I'm just thinking, I just like this one better. And stickiness is a reason that I like a lot of them better, but I just got to follow my heart. Yeah. Even yeah. And it surprises me sometimes. The heart will surprise you. That's like why that. the Marvels is your number one of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> follow your heart. Ooh, the heart does surprise? surprise you. The heart, is the heart surprised me. Yeah, it does. Sometimes you just don't know where it's, what is coming. Then mm-hmm. you're, you're blindsided and you're like, who am I? Yeah. Okay. Like That's when nice. Ghost Story was your number one. I was surprised by that. Was it his number one or was it That's Tyler's number one? That's a good movie. That no, that was when uh, Pig was my number one. Everybody was. No. Surprised. Yeah, Pig was your number one, but Ghost Story wasn't in the same year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a different year. Ghost, Ghost Story was your number one that year. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, you really? just loved Clearly watching very Harry Potter. That is a good movie. I don't know what she's... I don't know if she's trying to embarrass you or what. That's a good movie. I love that movie. It was she's a good just movie. I'm just su- I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a year that for sure, like a Marvel movie came out. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that pie? that's every year so since 2008. A man under a sheet beat out whatever superhero <laughs> was in the, th- in the theater. So it can't compete with the visual effects. But yeah. wait, was there a um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie that year? Because that is surprising. All mm-hmm. right, there's still <laughs> a little more warm up before uh, we get into the tens, but we're about to do the tens. So let's do it like this first. You're going to name either your biggest disappointment of 2023 or what you think was the biggest ball of crap. It has to be described as such. Not worst movie, biggest ball of crap. Um, so or, it's one or the other, or is it? are we doing both? You could do both, they or maybe one they're the one and the same. Okay. Sometimes they are. Okay. It, it often turns out that way. Um, and then honorable mention, uh, and then straight into 10. What do you think? Great. Patrick says great. So we're going to go for it. So all three and 10. Yeah. We got, I mean, we're going to be talking for a long time. Sure, so. sure. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So it, it begins. Unless you really think we need to go around, get everybody's uh, biggest ball of crap, disappointment, honorable mention all separately. She's no. squinting. You can't see her at home, but she's, nah. she's thinking about it. Nah, she's been looking r- forward to this episode too. Wrap it all up. But yeah, that's good. Okay. Let's wrap it up. You ready for this? Um, my biggest disappointment of 2023 was a film called 65. Now, I'll uh, point out that I actually the didn't... Adam Driver fighting dinosaurs? Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't dislike 65. I thought it was in uh, the true uh, example of the ty- classic Tyler review. Well, wasn't that your most anticipated? It was my most anticipated it's movie. Yeah, fine. and it turned out to be just fine. It was fine. Yeah. Um, That's too bad. I thought that it was going to be... Uh, an earth-shattering experience. It was a perfect recipe. Really? I thought that if Adam Driver was going to get out of his normal routines and pick up a laser gun and fight dinosaurs, then it must have been for a good script. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. so, too. He, was like, he saw something that was like, yep, that's going to be one of these runaway. Everyone's going to be saying, wait till you see this cool movie. Mm-hmm. It was just fine. It was mm-hmm. okay. 
So that was a huge disappointment. My biggest ball of crap uh, was a film that I saw on, I think it's not hyperbole to say almost every, if not every <laughs> single major movie publication top ten list that I consulted, <laughs> often at number one. And it's a film called Past Lives. Really? Yeah, I heard that. Biggest ball of crap. That's, that's had mixed reviews mm-hmm. absolutely Aren't there directors terrible. out there that are saying the same some think it's amazing some think it's terrible i don't know i, I i'm sure that there must be some other people who hate it but yeah. everything i saw was absolutely gushing i mean mm-hmm. dudes just reviewing you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah 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 five star loving this film uh i thought it was dull uninteresting i thought the performances were bland the characters were completely unlikable and the emotional investment that the movie asks of you was icky. I was like, gross. I don't approve of this. <laughs> yeah, I definitely went that out with bigger expectations, like based on the reviews and the gushiness of, of esteemed reviewers. Yeah, they called it like, like the best romance of our like, time. And oh, I was like, see this. this is so weird. If that's your term definition of romance. Have you lose a guy in 10 days? I know. Yeah. Liam, or did like, you see this thing? About time. I didn't oh, see it. Past lives? Yeah. yeah, I went in. I watched it on a flight because it was available. And where were you going? All this, uh, Japan. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is this a movie is about Koreans. Koreans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, close. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah, nearby. Um, but yeah, it was there, and I watched it. I was just like, uh, okay, I'll still rest easy. This doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be fine. I don't need to see. That's like, such a scathing <laughs> review of a movie. Yeah, I'll be all right. You know yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, biggest ball of crap. I all agree. Right. All right, still cruising. Honorable mention. My uh, Tyler or no, is it Matt who always says so? Essentially, number eleven. Right, <laughs> number eleven. But you know, maybe not. Maybe it just deserves to be mentioned. This kind of surprised me. You ready for this? My honorable mention of 2023 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. No kidding. Yeah. Cool. I okay. really enjoyed it. Liked it a lot. Uh, I thought honestly that it would be in my top ten. That's how I felt about it leaving. And I talked about it a lot. I think it's the weirdest of the three, and I really like those movies. Um. But when it all shook out, there it was at Didn't the bottom. Make the cut. Couldn't okay. make it up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Guardians of the Gal- volume, Guardians of the Galaxy. There's volume been a three. lot less Marvel representation on our list. Over there there's. was a really strange, bittersweet feeling watching Guardians three, where at one point, when the movie was really clicking together and working, you know, and it has the needle drops and all that. And when I thought, this is probably it. This is the last time we'll see a good Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's in a long run of terrible crap. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little spark. Mm-hmm. And then that's over. So I, enjoy, I enjoyed it for that, too. It was like yeah. a nice little goodbye from an old friend. You yeah. know? And then finally, at number 10, I have a movie called Sanctuary. A movie called Sanctuary. Patrick, you said you saw this as well? Yeah, I did see this. It's a kind of one of those bottle movies. The entire movie takes place in a hotel suite uh, between a cast of two. The interactions are take place entirely between a cast of two. Yeah, it's it a good. weird, a weird sexy thriller. <laughs> it is that. I like that. Um, but you remember great. last year when Tyler was going on and on about how much he found himself uh, valuing unpredictability in films mm. he was just like he had I, a soft I spot last don't. year for i don't but that sounds right he was going yeah. on and on he's like if the movie can surprise me or if i don't know what's going to happen i just put it on my list 
yeah, yeah, a soft spot. That, honestly, for that. that's fair. Fi- Films are not yeah. good at surprising me these days. So that's, mm-hmm. that still rings true. Okay. This was one of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. It great, was great. genuinely from the very beginning at the like kind of setup of the situation all the way to the end of the movie. You're like, uh, it's not that you're lost, but you are constantly trying to understand yeah. what's going to happen, what's going on. It's it, what the motivation is. It, it greatly affects your movie going experience your viewing experience if instead of like waiting for you know like you know what's coming next you're just kind of waiting for it to happen as opposed to not knowing what's going to happen next you know <laughs> yeah. like yeah, it's yeah, a far works, more fun yeah. Yeah. doesn't that sound more fun yes yeah, hey have you ever seen um the sixth sense that'll surprise <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sixth sense. yeah. Sixth sense. spoilers that's a yeah. surprising ending yeah. yeah hey for sanctuary those two actors were great they, they were, were. Who were yeah they? uh margaret Kualali or Kuali? Okay. Um, and I don't remember the dude. Whose daughter is she? Okay. Surprising me. Andy McDowell's. Mm-hmm. She's oh, the yeah. daughter of a Are famous you, person. That's yeah. not the same name though. Huh. Andy. Andy. Yeah, no, it's not the same name. But it's Andy McDowell's daughter. Yep, hmm. they were in a show together. From Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. The dude was in, uh, yeah. he, well, I don't know if you've seen these, but he was in It Comes at Night, and he was in Possessor, so he's in a couple of indie horror movies. Actually, he was in Poor Things as well this year, so. Yeah. Had a decent run. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to do a review of Nepo Babies on the podcast. Savor, Ooh, save or yeah, kill yeah. Nepo That's Babies really or their idea. parents. Yeah, there's a, lot a of, there's a lot of Nepo Babies sneaking into the biz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. All right, Burrs, you got a lot of information to give us. You saw yeah. a lot of movies. You narrowed it down. I have a hard copy. She wrote it down on real paper. Yeah, she did. Look at you. So my first is Biggest Disappointment. Yep. Um, for me, that was Air. Oh yeah, that was. I really bad. thought I was gonna like Air a lot. You were excited oh, for yeah, the. Yeah. I was excited about, about it. I shoes. really like the people in it, mostly because I like the people in it. Yes. Well, um, sure, that's fair. And I didn't hate it as much as these guys did, but it's not good. It, it was disappointing. Stinky. Yeah, I think very bad is a fair yeah. description. I liked it, but it was a disappointment. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you don't have to hate it to be the most disappointed. In sure, it. sure. Yeah. Yeah. it's well, not yeah. ball of crap. Yeah, okay. my ball of crap is the creator. <laughs> That's wrong. What? That's so fundamentally wow. wrong. Yeah. It's the ball of crap. Did you see it? No. Oh. Mate. Mm. That's yeah. so strange. It's got some nitpicks. Nitpicks yeah. for I sure. I feel like everything about it was dumb and lame. Because mm. your eyes don't work and you can't see. All right. Stuff. Th- oh. This is not entirely fair, though, because we did watch it together. And throughout the movie, as I was gushing over the visuals, she did often say when I'd be like, that is so cool. She'd be like, that does look cool. I mean, ah. sure. One part might look cool. I, The story was really dumb. The characters didn't care. Let them all die. I didn't care. Mm. Mm. Wow. Cold hearted. Oh, dang, man. And this is the right. Neil Blumen count. No, that no, close. It, it did have a very Neil Blomkamp uh, aesthetic. No, it's, no, Blomkamp. <laughs> it was Gareth Edwards, director of Godzilla yeah. 2014 and Rogue One. Okay. And Monsters. Uh, and I didn't okay. like the way that the ones with like the holes in the head and the ear or whatever. Simulants. I didn't like the way they looked. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I made Sarah, my wife, watch that trailer on mute. It was on mute, to be fair. I made her watch the trailer for the creator on mute. And at the end of it, I said, is that a Star Wars movie? And she went, uh, yes. That one? It'd be a good-looking Star Wars movie. Yeah, it looked too be- good it to be a Star better Wars movie. Or are you thinking Star of Rebel Moon? No, that's really just him trying to make a Star Wars movie. Okay. Yeah. No, the the trailer and poster, especially for the creator, yes. looked like a Star Wars movie. It does. I don't right? know. I it didn't really, see yeah, it does. the trailer or the poster. 
But anyway, that's my biggest ball of crap. Okay. Mm-hmm. My honorable mention. That was not yeah, good. that's right. Number 11. My number 11, which I feel or a little. Or just something you want to give some shine. Yeah, shine. I'd like to give some shine some to the Eras Tour, but not really because that can't make my list. It does not count. Yo, Tay Tay. My, my real one is Oppenheimer. Gucci. That Talk. didn't truly make my list. And why I feel did, like this is one. Why is it getting some shine from you? Um, because, because of the radiation on their faces. I feel like it deserves it. Hmm. His performance specifically. I thought it was really enticing. enticing? It was too long. Yeah. yeah. Interesting word. Weren't you what like were you us talking to? about how freaking boring that thing was? Uh, I think parts of it were boring, but it was cool looking. Oh. He blew it up, man. But the yeah. creator wasn't. Yeah, it, dude, you know what looks cooler bomb. than uh, yeah, it was the wow. literally Damn. the bomb. Wait, okay. what's your number ten? Number freaking oh, 10. ten. We're into Abby's yeah. real list, the cinephile list. Number ten for me is the killer. Oh, oh nice. David Good Fincher's call. The mm-hmm. Killer. I like that movie. Yeah, I like that movie Dave too. David Fincher. Mm-hmm. So did I. Yeah, I thought it was Good. really fun watch. From beginning to end, I really loved it. Nah, I, again, I think we need to roll back the tapes to all the times that Abby's told us that movies aren't fun. She doesn't Dash. like when people say that yeah. they use that description. But the killer, you're that's talking, fun. You're talking about like year one, you hate movies. And this now. is yeah. cinephile, Abby. This is year yeah. five. She can say fun. And listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's in her cinephile era. I've said, oh, so now movies can be fun. There's I've growth. said for years things are fun, and all, you always say that. So, you know, I've walked Build back 100 bridges. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Call one movie fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Cinephile okay. list in the making. Killer. Matt killer. Hughes. What's Let's up? hear all that crap. Okay, my biggest disappointment was um, Bo is Afraid because mm, I think that Ari Aster is better than that and should feel bad about is it. He, it sounds like he's right one now for it's, three. It's, yeah, it's more bad than good at this point. And yeah. I like Midsummer, but I'd say I, he's one for three. I'd say I'd say it's one and a half for three because I think <laughs> Midsummer's half good. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's hereditary. Good. Yeah, it's half yeah. good. Hereditary is perfect. Um, and I'm sad that he maybe I don't know like shot his wad and then Ooh. was done wow. on Hereditary. Well, it's I don't know. For you, hey, I didn't because here's the other thing. <laughs> he was producer this year. I noticed on uh, Dream Scenario. Yeah, he was. I saw yeah. that too. So he's not. You know, maybe he was going to direct it. Was he? Adam Sandler was going to be the main guy. Huh. That would have been. Yeah. Him out? But that's fair. Bo was afraid is a stinky. Yeah, it is a stinky. The first bit was cool. Remember, we were like, shoots, man. Remember when we lived in an apartment yeah, building all together in Portland, in Portland like he was living in? That was cool. Um, and then it got bad real fast and stayed bad for the rest of the movie. So it was a disappointment. Yeah, which I think was like it should have been hours. good. Yeah. Um, the biggest ball of crap was a movie that I saw with a number of people in this room. It was a movie called Strays. <laughs> and with the it, do- talking dogs? Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it was so awful. We watched it. No, uh, that the R-rated, the yeah. R-rated like talking swear. dog movie yeah. with Will Ferrell and Jamie Fox and whatnot. Bethany watched it with us, and she was laughing at us hating it so much. No one was laughing at the movie. It was stupid. Um, it was like the kind of joyless, humorless, horrible stretch that makes everyone just sink in the chair. No one can even make jokes about how bad the movie is because mm-hmm. it's so void yeah. of entertainment. It was awful. Mm-hmm. It's maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. It was a big ball of crap. There it is. Um, wow. My honorable mention is Dream Scenario. I enjoyed it. I thought 
it had some interesting stuff to say and then it, honestly it kind of lost me at the end and i won't say why because spoilers um and then my number 10 is guardians of the galaxy volume 3 okay 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 because i felt a little bit like josh did and i think that i'm probably now completely done with the mcu and that was a nice way to go out on yeah. top we said goodbye it was like we you know one last night with an old lover <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right when you wake Sweet in the morning, dreams. they're gone, and there's just a lipstick mm-hmm. stain on your coffee cup. Just like you know, when <laughs> Ross and Rachel in the second to last episode was like the perfect way to say goodbye, mm. and he's like, "What?" Tyler, let us hear everything at the bottom of the list, which includes ready? but not limited to your biggest ball of crap. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, biggest disappointments. Um, I don't like when he looks at the ceiling because I feel like that means he he doesn't inventing know. Inventing it right no, now. No, I do. I think the I, I remember at the end of the, the last year being excited for Cocaine Bear, you know, because you were like excited about the dinosaurs and the laser gun. And, yeah, you were looking forward. And to I was like, what about this bear that's on cocaine? <laughs> Man, Cocaine Bear was real bad. It was. Yeah, yeah that was too bad. That was disappointing. Huh? Yeah, that was what a missed opportunity. It's like they, you had everything. Yeah, it was right Ray Liotta, come on. You had everything Final in your lap. to just, yeah. just like 65. Yeah. So you have mm. the recipe to make something that should be effortlessly entertaining. Yeah. And somehow fumbled it like snakes on a plane cocaine bear gotta win no snakes dice Snakes on the plane was better i right. still haven't seen that anyway i think the biggest disappointment for me this year was sisu oh remember yeah. how amazing that trailer was oh that was with the the swedish guy who beat up a bunch of yeah nazis yeah oh yeah because yeah. it was gold. That's a great trailer yeah a that fantastic trailer that trailer was amazing it was so by like the producers of John Wick, so uh-huh. everyone was so pumped about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there was every reason it should have been good, because the trailer was amazing and the film just wasn't. No, it just, no. just wasn't. It was boring, uninteresting. Something was off. There was something real off about it. Though. And with a lot of that's dumb. Yeah. In fact, Tyler took it so hard that when the credits, we weren't talking through the movie. We saw it in the theater when the credits rolled. He kind of like put his head between his knees and he actually said, we needed this one. (laughs) (laughs) It's a palate cleanser. We could have been the wild card for the year that that just won all our hearts, but it disappointed us. Yeah. What about ball of crap? Do you have a ball of crap? That's too bad. Biggest ball of crap? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Did you see a movie called The Adult? No, nope. anyone? Uh, uh-uh. uh. Sounds like well, it just worth don't seeing. then. Don't then. It's a real <laughs> okay. ball of crap. Uh, my honorable mention is strictly for one scene alone. <laughs> oh wow, boy! Where? <laughs> and let's see if you guys can get it from the description. The main character is walking room to room as we watch from above, as in an aerial <laughs> shot, yeah. and he's firing these. <laughs> John Wick Chapter 4? There it is, yeah. These, like, explosive firework rounds into mm-hmm. people as he, you know... Yeah, it was freaking awesome. ...walks from between doorways and through windows and stuff. That scene alone in John Wick Chapter 4 wins in an honorable mention. Truly a fantastic yep. feat of action filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. really amazing mm-hmm. filmmaking. The movie as a whole, fine. 
it's fine. Some of them, it was just some of those scenes were way too long, but that scene alone was great. And then he ends the scene, a fantastic scene, one of the best in action film history, by jumping out a window and landing on a van for no reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to get out. We're talking about it. Yeah, well, yeah. He just killed everybody. Go. We saw it. <laughs> He didn't uh, need to jump out the window. There were more people coming in. No, there wasn't. Yeah, there wasn't. and then he had to go fight them all on the no, stairs nine times. If there were, then he had the high ground. It could have taken him. Oh, it's not. Oh, that's Star what we Wars. learned from Star Wars. Yes, <laughs> we <laughs> learn anything from Star Wars. <laughs> high ground. But what did you like more than that? Uh, yeah, so my number 10 is a bit unexpected. And again, my my top my my top five, we feel good about my bottom five. It's just like... Sure. Here, I'm just gonna name movies. Yeah, that he's I, doing a lot of shrugging and squinting. So my number ten, my number ten, is a is a movie that uh, I liked as kind of a weird dark comedy about the stock market and you know the the failures of the system at large in a, in a very entertaining way called Dumb Money. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Good. The GameStop thing. The GameStop yeah, the GameStop thing. Yeah. Uh, it's from the comedians, writers, actors that we all know and love, and I think they did well making a f- ridiculous story, entertaining and interesting and concerning. It's good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I, I, saw, I saw that it's just come to Netflix. Or yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I watched it on Prime or something. I liked it. It was fun. Okay. Yeah. I all wouldn't right. expect that. Liam! See, I know. Me either. Hey, oh, hey, oh. What disappointed you in 2023? Sorry to make you relive the experience, but oh, let's hear it. Thank you. I accept your apology. Um, but with that, biggest disappointment is going to be Ant Man and Wasp that just continues the MCU implosion. Quantumania. I forgot that came out last year. Such yeah. a cool name, you know? Didn't look like to Okay, it. this could be fun. Like maybe. Crossing fingers. Are we going to get any sense of redemption in this MCU? Nope. Just just grinding. <laughs> grinding teeth to get through this. Setting up Jonathan Majors as the major villain or, who, uh, before he got fired by Disney. Yeah. Man, like, it's hard to imagine. It's just writing on the wall. All like, you guys have said, I haven't seen it, all you guys have said that it's really really bad yeah it's hard to imagine that it could be so offensively bad because you know paul rudd is so fun and ant-man's he wasn't that fun in it like sadly too bad like well and there was too much of not him in it yeah i was like i don't care about cheaty from the good place being a bill murray shows up were they just yeah. like running around in a green screen world the whole movie? Oh, yeah. All That's the time. That's all it was. And it wasn't good effects. Oh, yeah. At all. Yeah. It's like, wait, where's the budget? We should be so much further away from where we are in this picture based on yeah. the special effects we've had. Based on the creator. Like previous years. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, this looks, it looks blurry, out of focus. It's yeah. just. There were like living windy. buildings that looked weirdly yeah. like boners. Yeah. <laughs> So not hot. Matt, this is a family podcast. I'm not, not going to warn you again. Stop with <laughs> your Apol- Apologies. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my biggest they disappointment. Did. Not that, I mean, the MCU's been bad lately, but I still like was kind of crossing fingers because I liked the previous ant Yeah, that's like a character that in the past has been trustworthy. Yeah. So you thought maybe there was still some gas yep. left in the tank. Yep. Not so. Um, biggest ball of crap is well this is a family show this is uh barbie <gasps> putting that up wow. there. Wow. made a face birds made a face she's grabbed her room. chest that hurt her Whoa. Uh, yeah yeah i put it on there and i just annoyed with i mean months of hype 
I can't remember such like a hype around a movie since like a Star Wars, like maybe like Force Awakens or something like that. We're just like, I can't escape this. This is just it's all over. It's a billion dollar movie. Yeah. And then you didn't like the movie either? Well, I didn't even see it. Stop. <laughs> Are you I serious? I you didn't, didn't even see, see it. it. And it's what? But <laughs> you can't thematically, <laughs> that's the biggest ball of crap. Oh, so oh my gosh. gosh. Okay, I and feel better about that. Saying, you yeah. you would have liked it. it. You would have liked gotta it. You got to see it. I'm like, no. It was funny. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. What I a laughed. twist. That was a twist. <laughs> what a twist. How unfair. He's making everybody mad. The audience and us. Yeah, I'm mad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... But with that, then uh, then we got honorable mention. I too have John Wick four, uh, for its the same scene, the same scene. But honestly, like the way John Wick franchise is, it may as well just be dance numbers. Like the choreography, it's like a music. There's like a rhythm to these. It's like mm. Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers just dancing, and he's like throwing people around, and you got like this. They're like just dancing. It's like a Michael Jackson video, and it's just beautiful to watch. Uh, from just like ongoing and it doesn't stop. There's no, there's so very little. That was Tyler's complaint. Doesn't yeah, stop. it does just, just doesn't stop. It's exhausting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so some of so those action scenes went on forever. Yeah. The stairs. There's nowhere like, to go but up. How many panes of glass can you throw people through? A lot. Five. At Quite least five. Bullets a lot. Yeah. Okay. Are you excited for chapter five? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, I'll keep watching. We'll them. be there. Yeah, well, that's why you make it because you want to see. You know what you're going to get. You do get it, but it's not like it's definitely not developing, pushing a genre. Forward. Remember when he went but up the stairs it. and then he fell down the stairs? Yeah, and then he went up the stairs again, and then he fell down them. Yeah, remember that? And then he went up them. I do. Stop. And then he fell. He fell down them. Remember that? Yeah, but remember how cool it was when he beat all those dudes up every time he went up. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Liam, what they was your number? Going for more, your number ten favorite movie of 2023. Number ten. I'm surprised. Barbie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Barbie. What if it was his number one? That'd be amazing. <laughs> right? Yeah, that'd be a twist. <laughs> Keep you interested. Uh, but no, my number 10 um, is a kind of bar, or kind of a Ken kind of figure, at least in pop culture. But uh, is a f- I think it's the f- his first foray into films as far as producing. But uh, we've got the... Uh, some four senior ladies go to watch Tom Brady's Super Bowl in 80 for Brady. It was heartwarming. It was oh fun. God. It was charming. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was a sleeper hit. I recommend wow. it, you guys. Patrick said we got to get Liam because so he's going to have fun. a weird list. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he's 80 for Brady. I Tell appreciate your friends. that. Was it funny? It was well, actually it was pretty funny. <laughs> See, Liam's just uh, such an old-fashioned man with old-fashioned values. He was offended by the idea of Barbie, and he just had to get to a theater to see Eddie. <laughs> but Brady. he loved the idea of Jane Fonda being into Tom Brady. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> All these little old ladies—they're helping out each other. Let's go to see the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. All right, Patrick, you're at the end of the train. Yeah, here I am. Um, my biggest uh, ball of crap was this movie called The Exorcist Believer. Mm. Did you guys see that? I did, and in fact, I thought to myself, that's the obvious candidate for Biggest Ball of Crap, worse mm-hmm. than Strays. Did you, see, than Strays. did you see the adults? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't but I looked it up while you were t- talking about it. But, you know, unlike past lives, the world agreed that The Exorcist was terrible. Right. I, there was, I just don't think there was anything 
redeemable in this movie oh, whatsoever. It was, it was just terrible. It was infuriating. Yeah. Yeah, those kind of reviews are why I didn't see it because y'all went to see it and said that stuff and I went, well, I'm all right then. Yeah, yeah it's kind of yeah. like they took the source material and said, let's make these people mad and switch all the <laughs> yeah. things about it. And they did. They just changed so, so much. What if a good movie was terrible? It was really weird. Is that the one where they had like the, the two girls? Yeah, the two possessed? girls get possessed. Yeah. Okay. It's like, but what if there was another one though? Yeah. You've That's seen twice one the girl possession. get possessed. That's twice the possession. Just raise the stakes. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, my biggest disappointment for the year was a little film called Evil Dead Rise. Oh, no. And this is With why. Mom? Yeah. I... Uh, what? That seems harsh. That's too too harsh a review. Yeah, the the mom is the first day. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, I love Evil Dead. And the opening was great. Remember the great title card? So good. But then the rest of the movie kind of divulged into just a 2000s horror movie of them running from a monster. And it wasn't interesting like I hoped it would be, like the opening of the film promised it was going to be. And here's the other the thing is like uh, they were doing, the producers, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi and all these guys were doing the tour and everybody was saying it's the best one. It's, it's back. Well, Evil that's Dead's not back. True. Yeah, that's not true. Mm. So I was just disappointed that it didn't live up to mm, okay. how excited I was for it. All right. Yeah. I, I missed oh. it. Was it um, a sequel to the new Evil Dead? No. It's a second reboot? Uh, it's just kind of like it could exist in the world with all the others. No, no, no. All, you know? There is a canon. No, I know, the, but if you're just watching it at yeah. face value. The yeah, fourth yeah. Evil Dead is a remake of the first. Yes. Yeah. And this is just a separate Evil Dead universe type film. Yeah. It's just like somehow the same unfortunate thing happens, but in an apartment building. Mm. Right. Okay. If you dig deep, they, they, they're they trying to make a lore where they're all connected, but it doesn't make any sense, really. Right. I get what he's saying about Biggest Disappointment, and it's fair. Uh, but I would also add uh, my rebuttal, which is vis-a-vis the following. If you like those movies, it is worth watching. Yeah, I didn't say it was a bad movie. I just said I was disappointed because I wanted it to be more. Yeah. It's my disappointing movie. Yep. Okay, fair. I liked the trailer for it. I, I, found, I thought that was impressive. The imagery in it was Yeah, it was, it was the gross scary. out. Gross, yeah. Well, there the was some gross out, out stuff, but I thought that the thoughtfulness... I want a particular gross out scene related to like a foreshadow scene in the trailer were yeah. clever. Yeah, and there was there was it's one of those movies there's just no stickiness. As soon as you walk out, you're like, I'm done with that forever. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna leave it behind. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wash that blood you off. You talk about mm-hmm. the title card and then you move on. Uh, oh, that title card was sticky for Ooh, sure. You should mm-hmm. watch it just for that. Mm-hmm. And then um <clears throat> that's an honorable mention. My honorable mention would not be number eleven, but I just want to give some shine to No One Will Save You. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I saw that, dude. Yeah. It's the uh, Home Invasion Alien movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't watch it just because it was PG-13. I thought how... PG-13. It's because... Josh wants his aliens R-rated. How can a Home Invasion movie be scary if it's rated PG-13? It, was, it wasn't it was super scary. <laughs> sure. It's kind of like very campy B-movie, and uh, it's almost no dialogue in the whole movie, and it's just one, almost one girl running away from aliens the whole time. But it's very Twilight Zone-ish, and it's it's okay. it's a really cool... Yeah, and there's, like, questions about, like, what does it mean? Like, it leaves the interpretation not annoyingly ambiguous, but I think deliberately and thoughtfully ambiguous. Like, mm-hmm. oh, why did Ooh, it happen I, I, like that in the end? I like my ambiguity thoughtful. Yeah, Stephen yeah. King loved it. That's why I was like, oh, man, this guy yeah, loves it. Yeah, but he also... He's I ancient. He keeps recommending he terrible movies. He likes to say stuff movies. is good yeah. that is bad. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, mm. I will say this to prepare your heart. The CG is, I mean, worse than... Oh, yeah. It, it, it looks like a Marvel movie. Worse, yeah. than, worse than Quantumania? It is yeah, worse yeah. than Quantumania. It's really bad, <laughs> really bad CG. That kind of makes it fun. <laughs> yeah. No. I'll find All right. Fun. Yep. Number 10. My number 10 was a movie called The Holdovers. Hmm. This, Oscar um, nom. It's Oscar nom. I've mm-hmm. seen it. It's, yeah, to cute. me, this was like a... It's, there wasn't anything especially new or revolutionary about it, but it just felt like a very well-done movie that was fun to watch. The characters were great, and it was a great little story. Yeah, I got to watch that before the Oscars. Is it kind of like a dark comedy? Uh, no. It's not that dark. It's mm-hmm. actually surprisingly heartwarming. It's a yeah. very... It's a but it's comedy. adult. It's adult. Adult yeah. comedy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But comedy not because of sexy. It's, it's a dramedy. It's a... Dramedy. I, to I me, honestly it's had hallmarky. Said, I said out loud while we were watching, I bet Tyler will like this. Mm-hmm. It struck me as something you might enjoy. Well, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll let you know if it's true. Yeah. Uh, it was on my list until it got moved out by other things. So that to say, I really, in, I really liked it. I was surprised by it. Made me feel sentimental. Mm-hmm. Visually, it's just really excellent filmmaking. The performances are all really top notch, mm-hmm. and the the main teenager uh, in the film. That's his first time acting in anything. That's he goes impressive. to that school in real life. Is that right? Yeah, he's a stu- real life student at that school. Man, and they mm. found him yeah, when they were scouting great. the location. He was, he was really good, brilliant. I, was, mm-hmm. I, you know, at the beginning of the opening credits, it's like and introducing so and so, and I'm like, oh, who's who's the first time actor? Turns out the main dude. Yep. Yeah, wow. The they protagonist acted it up. Acted it up. One of the holdovers, wow. huh? Mm-hmm. He was one. He becomes the holdover. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's nice to see to remember that Paul Giamatti is a good actor because he he hasn't yeah he hasn't done anything he in a while. So many he stupid sometimes things. he's putting some goofball goofball goofball. Yeah, he was Santa Claus. Don't forget roles, about that. Otherwise, he he does pretty well when he's in a serious role. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. great. This is probably like his his thing was the mm-hmm. same guy that did sideways mm-hmm. right sideways. so yes. that yeah. makes sense sideways. i was getting <laughs> nervous i was gonna say the wrong thing yeah so family show and then every year you have to see him as santa and you lose a little respect for him yeah i do yeah. I hate that. that was fred claus right where he was yep. santa yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a this movie the holdovers takes place at christmas and so there are several scenes where he's around other people dressed as santa i'm like you know he was thinking i know what that's like <laughs> yeah i've done that <laughs> All right, my uh, number nine <laughs> favorite movie of 2023 was a movie called Eileen. Hmm. Oh, come on. Good one. Because <laughs> <What? laughs> of, of the song. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, right, yeah. Eileen well, is an adaptation of an Otessa Moshfeg novel. Turns out uh, the novelist, Otessa Moshfeg, actually wrote the screenplay for the movie and produced it. with, or She wrote it with her husband and was one of the producers on the movie. It's a very faithfully adapted novel. And it's a novel that I really liked. And it was a novel that I was kind of like, how's this going to be a movie? You know what I mean? Not like, oh, they could never adapt this book I like. It just doesn't lend itself exactly to a linear kind of narrative movie. And uh, the way they adapted it is just just like the book. It's kind of wandery and moody, really dark but really funny. Uh, cool, Very cool performances by Anne Hathaway, who I usually don't care for much as an actress like a lot of the world, I guess. And the young lady from Jojo Rabbit that was in that. Thomas and McKenzie. Is that right? The one that was in that old movie. She was in that Soho movie that you. Yes. Thomas yeah. and McKenzie. Yeah. yeah. She's Eileen. She's in oh, Leave okay. the World Behind. I like her. No, she was not, not in Leave the World Behind. She was in Leave No Trace. Yes. In yeah. the forest. The forest yes. movie. Oh, the one that was in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was great. Very cool, moody, atmospheric, dark kind of 
comedy thriller thing. Dark comedy good. thriller. I enjoyed it. Eileen. Burrs, what do you have at number nine? My number nine is um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Wow. Oh. Mm. Mature yeah. choice? I'm, Mature? I'm mm-hmm. shocked. You're shocked because it's so high or low? I'm confused. That it's, that it's even getting mentioned on a list. Oh. Because <laughs> it was a sticky. I, yeah, for me, the runtime took it down a lot. We had to watch it in three days. It was such a high runtime. Um, but I really did enjoy the story. I thought it was great. Thought it was but what, good. You can't defend that score, though. I don't. I didn't mind the score. I didn't care. I thought it was totally perfect. As Abby and I are watching like a movie a night for you know thirty days straight or something. Every freaking movie, <laughs> he'll comment on the score, usually negatively. The score is really important yeah, to me, is, yeah. and yeah. I always pay a lot of attention to it. And I've sometimes like, noticed. what is this score doing? And she's like, I haven't even heard any music. <laughs> <laughs> it was had such was a dorky '90s country score. That I honestly couldn't believe it was in the movie. It was jarring. And then this is a true story. The next day in an office at work, I'm like, the score is so bad. Everyone's like, how bad could it be? And someone just takes out a phone and hits play on the first song. Everyone in the office starts cracking up. They're like, that's not the music from that movie. I'm like, yes. <laughs> that music plays over like intense, important scenes. It's like, Toyota on the ranch. Those are my That's what the American West sounds like. Anyway, sorry. Toyota? That's my. It's like a Toyota. I don't know, Chevy, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to stomp on your... No, it's fine. If you didn't like the score, you didn't like it. (laughs) I thought it was fine. I really liked... I really liked it. I thought um, specifically the female's performance was a little... Yeah, it was a little underwhelming. She was basically just a robot. Well, she's just stuck in bed the whole time, kind of in... Yeah, but... In pain, yeah. Maybe that's really what she was like as a real person, so... Mm. Maybe she did a good job. And uh, Leo DiCaprio reprises his role from What's Eating Gilbert Grape. <laughs> Wait, hold on. He goes like 90%. No. He no, almost no, goes no. full, full, full alone. <laughs> full tea. Don't know if you're going to go full. <laughs> <laughs> no, Having a party. You're not invited. Oh, man. I that's actually my, said out loud while we were watching the movie, I could have drowned, Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> I killed it, Gilbert. I killed it. That's a good movie. That's a great that's, movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so good. Okay. Um, thank you, Burns. Number nine, Killers of the Flower Moon. I can't believe that's on your list based on the runtime alone. Yeah. Yeah, you I'm hate a long movie. I think it's a, to I think be it's honest, a good call. I will probably never watch it again. Let me ask you this. If you had to watch the whole thing in its entirety in one run in the theater, do you think it'd be on your list? I don't know. I might have liked it more because, like, man, she had Oppenheimer up. on her honorable mention. I know, but she's this is a three and a half hour lady now. Cinephile. No, no this, is, this is not a three and a half hour lady, but I appreciate the work. Yeah, well, okay. it's definitely a very important movie as far as being told as you know American culture, like the the lore. Hey, hey, you can't be up in here saying that Barbie's not important because of the patriarchy and then saying this one is important. Pick a lane, man. Barbie's not as real life, I guess, for Liam. Liam needs it to have really happened. Right. I live in America. I don't care about women. So I'm (laughs) pro-Flower Moon, (laughs) anti-Barbie. That's what it says on his business card. Yeah. 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 Matt, what's yeah. your number nine? My number nine is a movie um, called Self Reliance. 
Did y'all? Oh. Did anyone see that? I wanted uh, to. We wanted to, but then we found out that it didn't get released until 2024. That's not true, man. It's true. It played Ooh. at South by Southwest in 2023. No. And then it, it came, came to Hulu in Ooh. January. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> did I mess up? See, I wanted to oh. see that, but I didn't want to include it on my list. Yeah, mm. totally. Me too. <laughs> I don't think y'all are right. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah, we were going to watch it last night and then Burr's dropped it. Yeah, it's too late. Sony yeah, I'm going to fact check it. Oh, you're right. January 3rd. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I just missed. <laughs> I'm so oh, people sorry. Are in their well, cars turning this off. Click. Yep. Oh. Sorry, everyone. We got to go over the rules. Let you all down. Well, let me quickly add that to right. my 2024. I think uh, this is a good time to review the rules. Yeah, if you're a first time it. listener to our best of any given year episode, the rules are that it needs to be a film that premiered in the year of que- in question, but it has to have gone wide in that year as well. Right. Yep. Or, so, yes, and if it didn't go wide or if it's a streaming release, it just has to have become accessible during the year of release. So, you know, if it played, a lot of these movies will say they're 2022 movies, and that means they played at Cannes. Right. And uh, then they came out. Especially at the end of the year, certain films will release to a certain level. Right. Mm-hmm. Just to make qualifications for award season. Yeah, yeah. Like Zone of Interest is not wide until 2024. Uh, yeah. That is a good example. Zone of Interest is an Oscar nominated film for 2023. Well, 2024. Nominations. The same thing happened to but us it, that year with the World War One movie. Remember that? 1917. Yeah, it was like limited release all through December, and a bunch of people saw it and put it on their top ten list. Yeah. But then we didn't get it until January because that's when it went wide. So we didn't get to review it until right <laughs> a year later. And we decided that we make our list based on what is actually accessible to have viewed as the common person it's in the America. The People's Podcast. Because Matt we sees are himself above these people. The podcast of the people. Um, he was at South by Southwest. I was at South by, and I saw it. No, I didn't realize, and I'm sorry. And I honestly, I feel like I said, just so much shame, and I disappointed <laughs> your dad. Is everyone, right yeah. Now. <laughs> Chris is outside. He's gonna have a word. Well, have you had <laughs> tell you what. To, have you had time to re- redo your list in the last sixty seconds? No, yeah. just just tell us why you liked uh, Self Reliance, and we'll get excited to, to put it on our list in 2024. No, it was. Um, very funny and very heartfelt, and I really like what's his name, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I do too. He's I think hilarious. He's to me. really funny. Lloyd. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd has he's a cameo in, in it. In it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I saw it. Um, that's why it's on my list incorrectly. And um, I think that Anna Kendrick doesn't ruin it, and um, <laughs> you know, so she's doing a good job, and. I just thought it was very funny and very heartfelt and also like a weird, slightly left of center movie, which I enjoy. It, You know what it did, Tyler? What? Surpri- what did it do? It surprised me. Oh. Yeah. It's a okay. very novel well. concept. I like the idea of yep. it. Well, sorry, everyone. I'll talk more about it next year if it's good enough it's to get It's a learning experience Let's for see all of us. Don't forget it. Matt, or t- uh, Tyler, what's your number nine? Uh, my number nine is Leave the World Behind. What? Okay. Ooh, Julia <laughs> Roberts. Yeah, nice. I, I liked that movie a lot. Which I just recently shouted out when I was trying to figure out what's her name's Leave No Trace. We, uh, leave the world behind. I liked it a lot, and I also found it frustrating. Uh, I, I'm still a little bit conflicted on it, but I think that there was enough good in it that uh, it deserves some acknowledgments among the rest of I'm familiar. mad at your list already. You put this higher than John Wick. 
Boo. I really yes. like this book. When I read it, I didn't see this movie. But yeah, I like that leave book. the world behind. I remember when the opening credits rolled and the Obamas were producers thinking, mm. how, how crazy can this movie really get? What's their agenda here? And then by the time it, you know, they get to the pseudo twist at the end, I'm like, oh, that's got to be it. That's mm-hmm. the cultural comment that they're making. I felt like when I was watching it, it was what we hoped M. Night Shyamalan would become. Well, sure. Yeah. It is a better M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Mm. And, and when it ended, I thought that was a, a bold, quick end to the film that I was amused by. Um, and I think that I have more good to say about it than critical. So I, I thought they deserved it. I actually didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. It just, to me, was ramping up the tension to a degree that ultimately it didn't deliver on for me. No, personally. it didn't have it didn't have the fully fulfilling twist at the end. But, but it I think that the did moment leave it unanswered, which I like. I I hate there is movies. some uncertainty there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an open ended um, conclusion, <clears throat> but I think that the whole scene with Kevin Bacon near the end there and the the comments they're making about society are interesting. Yeah, and that's kind of the turning point of it. That was some of the yeah, some of the best part was yeah, yeah, yeah. But the direction sure. of the film, whoever directed, I don't remember that <laughs> that person was working hard. Yeah, they were. They were swinging that camera all over the set. Yeah, we were amazing joking shots. that it was uh, essentially like Robert Zemeckis yeah. uh, mocap movie. Like yeah. the camera's moving through walls and up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you hate those Dutch angles so much. It did a lot of that kind it of did stuff. A few yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How did it move through walls, though? Well, well I guess we'll allow it. It went through, like, floors. It went through. It did. They did. They went through the floors. and went through, through time and space. It went through time and <laughs> space. Yeah, I had That's fun what movies do. It. That's what movies do. I had fun do. watching it. I, th- I think that it's only gotten slightly better over time in my brain. Mm-hmm. But right. I think that that's it. Maybe it's just the sentimentality of me wishing it was an M. Night Shyamalan, you know? I appreciate that. Yeah, if mm-hmm. this had been an M. Night Shyamalan movie, we would be like, wow, he got better. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. His movies have been doo doo lately, man. <laughs> oh, that's been like 20 years to doo doo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, uh, Liam, what's your number nine? Number nine is Guy Ritchie's The Covenant uh, about. Um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays uh, a soldier who in ah. Afghanistan who has it's oh, trying to make one, yeah. good on some dude who helped him kind of thing yeah. his on his interpreter, interpreter who is an Afghani interpreter. Ah. It looked like a very not Guy Ritchie Guy Ritchie movie. It, That's okay. why they had to put his name in the title. Yeah, um, yeah, it was not very Guy Ritchie at all, especially after his uh, Renaissance with um, the gentleman. The gentleman. Yeah, which that, was terrific. That, so that looked movie. like a Guy Ritchie yeah. movie. The gentleman Definitely. was great, um, but this was yeah, totally, completely um, off the base of like Aladdin like a, level, not Guy Ritchie. Aladdin level. Yeah, he made Aladdin. Did he really? Yeah, yeah the, he did the, the live the, action Aladdin. Oh, yuck. Yeah, oh, gross, yeah. right? Complete, completely. I think that. he did that so that he could pay for the Covenant. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, sorry, it looked, but it was, it was cool. Yeah, it was good. Great location. Uh, good performances. The uh, just just all around, and it was neat to see a story, um, a war story, come out of you know our twenty year occupation in Afghanistan. Mm. Um, yeah, they got to yeah, start monetizing up. that. You know, make some money back after they left all the weapons there for the Taliban. Jake Gilly so much is yeah. uh, <laughs> always shines. It's never he's pretty good. He's good in the never a dull, mo- dull yeah. moment with Jake Gilly. I'm pro Jake. Yeah, pro Jake. Jake train. But yeah, that's that's my good number nine. All right, I'm number sticking nine. Sticking to it. All right, Patrick. What do you got? Wait, wait, wait. Did you see Operation Fortune? 
Fortune? <laughs> no. What, it's Operation Fortune. Hold on. What was it called? Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre. What are you doing? What mm. words are that you saying? That was Guy Ritchie's other film he released this year. Oh. He did another one? It was bad. Oh. It was quite bad. Was it, it more, like, more a like, like a Guy Ritchie movie? It was more Guy Ritchie. Like gangstery ish. Yeah, but it didn't get there. It wasn't okay. quite. It wasn't All good. Right. Yeah. Patrick, what's your number Let's nine? Just pretend the gentleman was his last one, everybody. My number nine is uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, man. Um, thieves among thieves. Honor among thieves. Among thieves. Among thieves. thieves, among thieves, thieves, yeah. thieves <laughs> among thieves. Thieves among thieves and that <laughs> stuff. That's a pretty good description of the movie, though. You know? Thieves among thieves. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch yeah. It was great. Bunch Loved of thievers. Yeah. I have a. I can. We can nitpick plot points or like different things but i thought the whole thing was super fun since it the rewatchability i think adds so much to it i watched it again with the kids later and then it was laughing at all the parts again and it's still really funny yeah i don't know why it didn't do better honestly it seems like that's just an easy awesome theater movie for and it was really well received people yeah. Yeah. i mean the reviews were really good i hope they make more of those yeah. it seems like such an easy thing to keep making more of yeah Chris Pine was great. He really was. He shined. He was like the best Chris of the year because of that. Sometimes no, he's just the best Chris. Let's just leave it at that. Stop and something will remind me of the scene where they're having to exhume those corpses and reanimate them long enough to ask three questions. (laughs) It's hilarious. That's some really high quality writing in Mm -hmm. that scene. All right, my number eight best movie of 2023 was the film known as The Iron Claw. R- wrestling movie. Oh. Wrestling. I feel like that's too high. Whoa. Ooh. Too high? Ooh. Too low? How come? Too I don't low? know. How do we... Those are two different things. <laughs> are you saying that it should be closer to number one? You're saying too high numerically, too, too low, low in ranking. on the list. <laughs> Is that what you mean? Yes. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought that um, it's, a, it's a tragedy, so it's a tough watch. The performances are all really compelling. The Period piece is really convincing. As if um, period pieces that are even somewhat familiar to, you know, I wasn't alive in the 70s and I was a baby in the early 80s, the very early 80s. But if you grew up in the 80s, you still have the remnants of the, you know, like late 70s and early 80s all around you because that stuff takes a long time to die off. And those period pieces are hard to do because you're like, nah, my brain remembers seeing this stuff. So if it's not, if it doesn't feel authentic, it starts to feel kind of hammy. Yeah, it's funny yeah. how your your mind goes back, harkens back to wait a minute. Like I lived this. Yeah, yeah. How authentic is this? And it felt real. It felt yeah. like a kind of effortlessly, not distracting, not like air is a great example of a tacky, gaudy, awful. Lord, it's the eighties. It's the eighties. I know you 80s. liked it, but you have to admit. I liked bad. I liked that part of it. Oh. I Every think they were scene supposed wait, to wait, wait, wait. Air was set in the eighties. <laughs> it was like <laughs> exactly. on the nose. I liked it. Yeah, I liked very, that nose. Very gaudy. Uh, this felt like it just establishes its um, period and the scenery, and it becomes the wallpaper of the movie, and you buy it. The performances, like I said, are really compelling. And uh, it it honestly, I thought that it was going to be, it's a very dark movie. I thought it was going to have a little more of an edge to it. It's actually a really um sweet movie like a sentimental movie it's got a lot of heart to it yeah mm-hmm. um and that yeah. took me by surprise and i enjoyed it uh definitely a couple of teary-eyed moments um so overall really liked it the iron claw zach efron may have a strange face these days from his testosterone is our theory Mm-hmm. His steroids. Yeah, he just looks weird. Well, like he, he was huge in uh, Baywatch, right? And then he did this. He got like 
five times bigger. Huger. Like, how is this? Like, is Huge it doesn't even fit his body. Like, he looks a lot like He Man because like he got the, the haircut mm-hmm. and everything. It's almost yeah. distracting in the movie. Yeah. His body is so large. What, this I think weird. Yo, and not in a good, the, not in a good the way. rumor gossip is that he claims he f- he took a fall at home and he broke his jaw. Yeah, that and sounds then like the, a the reconstruction. Came what? out like this. The like, reconstruction really? was just straight up injecting Tran into his butt, like every week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, I don't know what Zach did. But uh, well, I don't think the, the jaw. His jawline's I don't think he looks unrelated. that weird. Everyone thinks he looks weird. He looks like a person. His haircut's weird. <laughs> well, he is yeah. a person. Yeah. So all people. Look, all people look like people because they're people. He I doesn't like, look weird <laughs> to me. I liked the Iron Claw number eight. Birds. What was your number eight? My number eight was. Um, a movie called May December. Yeah, what? Wow. <laughs> what? Natalie Portman and Listen, uh, guys, Julianne this Moore. is my list. Because there weren't enough hot dogs. <laughs> what? In that um, the line in it? Yeah. There's a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have enough hot dogs. Oh, I, don't, I don't remember that no, line. She's like, we don't no, need, like, we don't need more hot dogs. Now that movie had a god awful score. Oscar nominated. Yeah, was you didn't really? like the score. The score was Oscar nominated? Nah, man. No, the movie. Screenwriting. Uh, he specifically would not shut up about the score. It's amazing that I liked the movie because it was so distracting. I don't I really love like a psychological thriller. I love Natalie Portman. She was in that, but I don't know if you could call it a psychological thriller. I think. Um, no, it was just like genre a slow was unraveling of a true story. Wasn't even a true story. Based on a true story. But I liked the I I will give you I liked the dynamic of you slowly discovering the story of these people through the eyes experience of an actor who's trying to portray them. Yeah, that was unique. Yeah, and how she comes becomes like enmeshed with the person she's playing. Uh, I thought it was similar. I mean, not super similar. But to Black Swan. Oh my God. I mean, what? Because Natalie Portman's in both of them? Not. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It wasn't as good. But I mean, no, like. It wasn't. Black few Swan things blows are. it away. I, don't yeah. know. I liked it. It's my number eight. <laughs> <laughs> so suck it. <laughs> there it is. Can't argue with that's that. That's cinephile. Matt Hughes, what's your number eight? My number eight is. Uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Yeah, baby. No longer Dead Reckoning Part 1. Just, just Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning. Did you know What's that no Tom longer Cruise? Part 1? What do you mean? Because they change... You know how Tom yeah. Cruise releases a movie and then changes the name six months later? Yeah. Like he did with Edge of Tomorrow slash Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. They've like now called this one, one only Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. And when the second part is released, Patrick informs me it's just going to be called Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Which won't be confusing at all. Continuity. I know, problem. so dumb. So but that's already going to be a part. That's going to be like no, Halloween. No, but it is still going to be part two it narratively. Is. Okay, but it won't be titled that. Why There's so many loose ends. I got to find it, out what happens. Is the next one the final in the mm-hmm. series? So they say. He reckons. So what? Don't so the name first it one's the called Mission the Impossible, one. and the last one's called Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. That's eight. So dorky. Mm. But it's like Halloween, not to be confused with Halloween. Yeah. Or I don't want to have to wow. have a parentheses of the year in the title of the movie to know which one I'm talking about. But you yeah. like Dead Reckoning. That's the Did point. Did you know yeah, that man, Tom Cruise really jumped, he really jumped that motorcycle Yeah, he really does all that stuff. I saw all that, those theater previews, you know, and then yeah. when I was watching the movie, I was still like, dang, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> me too, man. I've seen that motorcycle a good 20 times jump off yeah. that cliff, and then I saw it in the context of the movie, yeah. and I was like... 
man, Ben Benji's in here, mm-hmm. not driving the car because it's a self-driving car. He's telling him to go this way, and then he's like, all right, I'm just going to jump off this cliff, and then he did it. And I was like, shoots, man, you landed on that train. Mm-hmm. Then the train fell down, then they had to jump. And yeah, then that, then was just, uh, that was just, uh, what's that video game that we play? Uh, yeah, just Uncharted. Right? Uncharted 2 with the train. What's uh, the, uh, is this one better or worse than the one where Superman reloads his arms? It's not as good, but man, when Superman reloads his arms, you know, it's I the coolest thing ever. Because yeah. he's a good, he's a good back. Henry yeah, Cavill, right. Yeah. I know. Like he's a good character in he's that good character. Yeah. <laughs> Fighting in the helicopter that's falling down on him. Yeah, so man, they're fun. punching each other. In a he's f- jumping like from the helicopter yes. onto that ball. Like he's doing that. I know, man. <laughs> so good. Hey, this those movies are much. good. Yeah. Get out of here. Go, that's great. Nah, yeah, it ain't. Great it's the right amount. Yeah, that's How good. was the score? Yeah. Hey, the score is tight. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And Agent Carter's in it, and she's real good. Oh, I like she her. She was good. Of, uh, yeah. She was hand magic. She really, a lot of pickpockety nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I like the bad magic. guy's good. It's good because it's all about how bad AI is, which we all know is 100% true. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was very good. Oh, uh, Twisto. Right. I'll just go ahead and tell you this so you're prepared. Oh, yeah. They wear, they make these masks. They put them <laughs> Yeah, I don't know so. if you know about these things they do in Mission Impossible movies. Impossible. <laughs> Mission Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> Tyler, what was your Mission number impossible. eight? Well, my n- my number eight is actually very similar. It's called Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just like Mission Impossible, where, where she's riding a motorcycle off a cliff and uh, getting on that train. Uh huh. She doesn't make that funny joke about making the trains run on time when someone calls her a fascist, which is a good oh yeah, that was a really yeah. good gag. That was funny. Yeah, I I yeah I have Barbie on my list. Uh, it's at number eight. I thought Barbie. <laughs> yeah. With yeah, that's where we are. That's what we know. <laughs> I thought Barbie wasn't as good as the hype, Liam. To be uh, fair, really well, well hyped, but not deserving. They they got their money back though for sure oh, on that sure on that, that, hype, yeah. that and then campaign. some yeah. Mm. I think there's a lot about it that was interesting and some that was disappointing. Not that I don't know disappointing. Just not as funny as everyone else made it out to be. But still good. I got some laughs out of me. And I feel like laughs are big these days. <laughs> no. It's hard to make you laugh. Just an excuse yeah, to laugh. They're few and far between. Uh, a mm-hmm. sincere laugh in the in the theater is... is the best medicine. I thought it was funny. Is uh, Yeah, it doesn't come as often as it should anymore. I think that Will Ferrell was probably the worst part of the film. Which Ooh. is, you know... That's true. Too bad. 100%. And he's a comedian. But... Uh, but um, you know what's her name? What's her name? Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Kate McKinnon. Kate <laughs> McKinnon was funny. Actors. I think Kate McKinnon got the best jokes. Margot Robbie was funny, and Ryan Gosling was funny. Yeah, she was there with her leg up in the air. The yeah, whole time. and America Ferrera stole most of the scenes that she was in. It was good. Patrick, I, I, your rebuttal. I walked away thinking, thinking about it. So you know, it stayed with me. Oh, sticky. Oh. I rewatched it recently. Oh, Five I didn't stars. think it was great. I think it's not a good. Mo- I think it's not a good movie. Mm. Dang. Mm. Because it's a. Toy commercial, a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Yeah, I think yeah. as a film, if you start like, yeah, but what about this and this? The continuity and the pacing and the, and the way the story connects starts breaking down so much so that you're just focusing on. Then it did this cool thing and then this cool thing and then this funny thing, but it doesn't make sense how they got there or why this is there. But you overlook that because you like this thing and then like, oh no, they're doing a rant about this. So it sounds it's, like people are creatoring it. Mm. Yeah. A little Prometheus bit agenda seeking. Mm-hmm. Well, That's yeah. what I feel it? like. Yeah. 
It's not as bad as Prometheus. <coughs> let's let's not completely destroy it. Yeah, no, right, well. that's that's fair. It's not near as bad as Prometheus, and it had some funny parts. It just didn't. I don't I don't understand why people it's getting Oscar nominated and stuff. It yes, doesn't seem like that caliber yes, movie. It's getting, do it's getting Oscar why. nominated I mean, because the Oscars have been. It actually didn't get terrible. nominated. It's, it's nominated well, for best Ryan film. The man did. Uh, well, the man made he create. Here's the thing, the girl Margot Robbie didn't get nominated. She's because she like did, Margot Robbie. She fine. did for one category, like production, maybe because she was the producer. Yeah, she was on the it producer. Well. Production design, but she just kind of yeah. is the same as she is in all the other movies. <laughs> oh sure. And then uh, Ryan Gosling created a new character. It's something different. So it makes sense to me that he was nominated for. Ken. An actor. Yeah. I don't understand why it's nominated. I didn't think it was that good. Yes, you do. Because, man, but no one watches the Oscars. They've got to put movies that made money at the highest tier so that someone like how will they watch it that. till the end. That's why. So there's, yeah, that's because there's seven movies they do for Best Picture now? Is that Ten. 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 Ten, man. They keep oh. upping it desperately, hoping that the Academy will break. nominate ones there's that people are actually seeing. There's movies that are nominated than Barbie. Well, oh. sure. Yeah, yeah. Like May, December. Like well, they just give these noms out. Wow. All right, Liam, what was your number eight? My number eight da, 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 was, da, 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 um, as mentioned, Dumb Money. Um, very fun. Hey, I you guys. I'm impressed that they made it as quickly as they did after. Yeah, it was fast turnaround. It's like, what? This just happened? Yeah. They're making a, a Hollywood movie about yeah. it two, two years ago in January yeah. when that stuff happened. It was like the big wow. short for nerds is what yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Big short for nerds. and uh, But, it, but it, it worked. I think the... Paul Dano performance is good a great cast like throughout and yeah you just learn a lot about you know kind of the stock market it's accessible and kind of shows you what an age we live in in which case you know a subreddit could actually manipulate the market based on people banding together and getting on the same boat and swaying the the stock market is very is interesting to see that it could happen. Now, granted, of course, in the postgres they say, "All right, now they've kind of regulated it, so it can't this kind of thing can't happen again." But it's just neat that a moment in the age time. of social media, people can band together under voice and make change in and it was funny economy. It was funny. I can't believe yeah. this is a good movie because what you're just describing does not sound like an interesting movie at all. But the way the story, this, you know the structure, I mean? like this stock the structure, if it was funny, it would, it, I, I know that's what I'm saying. I can get my head funny. around it if it's funny. Yeah, yeah. like it, it is funny. It's just well, yeah, but th- that it ha- it's absurd that it happens. It's absurd that it happened. The Paul Dano's character, he's wearing he's wearing a like a karate headband. Yeah. And he's 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 cutting in cat memes to all it's his like videos. Like a vlogger, yeah. Like the yeah, whole thing is pretty it's pretty absurd. Yeah. And th- so it's like a weird dramedy, dark comedy. Yeah. 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 I think well, you'd I'm excited to see. Yeah. It. All right, Patrick, number eight. Number eight for me was Creed three. That came out this year. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Uh, that was, it was my most anticipated movie, um, yeah. and it was fine. <laughs> Number eight. But Number eight. the thing is, now I'm a little worried about it because it had it was a little problematic in it, yeah. and uh, and it's getting it's starting to feel a little stale. Like, oh, they're fighting again, you know, yeah. for how, the championship or whatever. How would you rank it among the three creeds? I think it's second. Agreed. Okay. Creed one. Okay. Perfect movie, yeah. and then three, and then two. Okay. I just don't. I'm excited. I mean, I'll go watch it either way. But what they're making another one. Michael B. Jordan's directing it again. No. I don't know what they're gonna do next to make it interesting. Mm. You know what and I mean? It's gone. I mean, 
it's gone too far too fast i guess you could make the same argument about the rocky films but the they they found a way to not crash totally until five so it's like you know the first movie the nobody gets a shot the second movie now he gets a rematch because he deserves one because he gave him a good fight and apollo can't let it go that makes sense Uh Uh great Number three, now he's the big dog and somebody wants his title from him. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Number four, oh, now it's about international relations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that that is Creed one through three. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It went too far too fast. And then five, it's like, well, there's no stories left to tell. Let's tell a terrible one. Mm-hmm. Well, so Creed four needs to be international relations. Well, they need to find a way to spin it in a, such a way that feels completely different. Like Rocky well, four. Yeah. yeah, in three, it begins with him becoming the undisputed heavyweight champion it's just and then retiring right mm-hmm. you're just like really already mm-hmm. jeez man so unless we're gonna have creed 4 he's coaching someone he can't or it's gonna be like oh we're just gonna ignore three happen yeah it has to have some kind of and they already did a little bit because they're like oh he retired now he's more like a manager promoter yeah because mm-hmm. uh, they but, had that like yeah and he has to have some reason to fight that so they, one dude yeah it's gonna have to but be. if they make a whole movie of that then we're just doing rocky five again exactly yeah exactly so that might be it yeah, I'm worried about it, you but I did be. like it. You know, Jonathan Majors was the antagonist. I guess this, he's yeah, not his performance come back. was awesome. Yeah, yeah, shame we'll never see him again. <laughs> but I did, I did really like it because I like those Creed movies a lot. You liked yeah. it about eight. I liked, I liked it, about it about eight. eight. It yep. was good. I agree. Um, now we're at number seven. My seventh favorite movie of 2023 was a very weird movie called They Cloned Tyrone. Yeah, <laughs> that movie was what? funny. Mm. <laughs> what's, what's that about? Um, it is about uh, a young man in the projects uh, whose name is or, or, um, played by John Boyega mm-hmm. of Star Wars fame. Really? Okay. Yeah. And uh, who accidentally uncovers with... A pimp friend played by Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. and his uh, hooker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a sinister Sex plot hooker. that involves cloning, a simulation. Mm-hmm. U.S. W- government being bad. Yep. Uh, it was the way I would describe it is if Jordan Peele movies were much better. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Ah! Yeah, yeah. So if he were to make a, a good, if Jordan Peele were to make a good movie. Yeah, because Jordan Peele's whole bit, and I, I like. Uh, two of those movies. One I think is really cool. One's terrible, and then the recent one was fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jordan Peele's whole bit is, and I think he he actually acknowledges this is George Romero's bit. Take mm-hmm. a B movie concept and use it to talk about race and right. uh, t- tensions, social tensions in America. Um, this is that like a sci-fi B movie, really out there premise. And then use it as a vehicle to talk about race in a way that feels authentic and not like ham-fisted or forced. And honestly, really interesting. And it was freaking hilarious to oh, me. Oh, great! I was cracking up it through the whole so movie. So funny, <laughs> and, and to the point where, like, me complaining about the score, Burst told me to stop laughing. Yeah. <laughs> he was la- laughing so much at Jimmy Fox. Like, Jimmy Fox to me can do funny. no wrong because everything he gold, said made dude. me absolutely die. There's I was. I appreciate it. it's so original. And tonally, it really sticks to its vibe. It has this really kind of strange aesthetic, uh, and it just goes all in on it. Uh, I loved it. thought it was great. They cloned Tyrone. And John Boyega was great. He was. He's really convincing. You'd never... Mm -hmm. Better than Finn? Better than Finn, yeah. Mm -hmm. He gets a chance to play someone who's really broody and angry and... 
Have you ever seen um, Attack the Block? Yeah, yeah. Mate, he's John Boyega outside of Star Wars is so good. Yeah, well, let's yeah. not forget that he's also in Pacific Rim 2. He sure oh. is. Remember that? Maelstrom. It's not called that, though, is it? Mm. Yeah, they changed. No, yeah, man, they changed that something. Or is it called Maelstrom? Or they well, changed it from whatever it is because no one knew what that was. No one yeah, knows no one what, knows what, that what word the maelstrom means. is. Uh, it's a big storm. Burrs, what is your number seventh favorite movie of 2023? My number seven is probably gonna get more groans, <laughs> even though I bet no one saw it. Choose better movies. <laughs> is a good person. Which oh, that one with Florence Pugh. Florence where Pugh, where she's riding a bike on the thumbnail. Yep, and it has um, Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Sure. And hmm. Zach Braff made it. Oh, oh really? there's the groan. Yeah, it's like <laughs> there's the groan. <laughs> there's the groan. <laughs> Zach Braff yeah. has Garden been struggling City. to make movies, but I'm glad he's doing. He's doing something. Yeah, I don't know if he's made anything in a long time, but this, I really liked it. It s- very much surprised me, and was extremely sticky with me. Oh, um, it was not. If you saw the trailer, very misleading trailer. Um, was he dating her while he made this movie? I don't know. That's a good question. Huh. Yes, I know they were in an item. I didn't realize they made a. They movie may together. may have met because of the movie. I don't know. So you said the trailer isn't indicative. I feel like of the it movie. is not representative to what I thought the movie was going to be like, and that was good huh. to me. Okay. Yeah. It was. What's it called again? A good person. A good person. A good person. Okay. And it's pretty uh, dark. Does she turn out to not be that? Is that the you'll have spoilers? To see it. Yeah, yeah, you'll have, have to, to see it. All oh, right, sure, no spoilers. What is a good person? Wow, <sighs> what I like to think anymore. I am. You know, <laughs> Matt Hughes. What's yeah. your number seventh favorite movie of the year? <laughs> did it come out person. in 2023? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it's John Wick Chapter Four. Okay, here we okay. go. Yeah, let's go. I can we talk about this more? John Wick Chapter Four. Possibly. Yeah, I don't need to talk about. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the stairs? <laughs> I need to talk about how it's better than the Do you third. Remember when one. he went up the stairs and he went down the stairs? <laughs> hey, but at the end he tricked that guy. Um, yeah, he got massive, him. He massive got him. Spoilers. That is a massive spoiler for John Wick Chapter Four. Um, it's way better than the third one because the third yeah. one is a bit a stinky. And I, I was really pleased because after the third one, I was worried that they'd lost it. Hold on now. What? I like a all bit four stinky. Yeah. It had, I wouldn't give it, it a hey, stink. Some spots no stinks it, that weren't great. Okay. Though. In the canon, it's the stinkiest. That hmm. might be fair because the other ones are so good. Yes. Right. But if still, has to it is stinky. not a stinky. Remember being in the three? theater and freaking cheering for that. I thing. loved it. Halle Berry? The dogs? No, the that, that, was the the, that, that part's the sucky like part. No, the fight in the library at the beginning. Oh, of the oh yeah, when he smashes that giant? dude with the... That the giant keeps popping up. And <laughs> that actor, I'm like, the oh, giant. way to go, man. The knife fight? Oh. <laughs> All right, Tyler. What's your number seven? He got back up the stairs. Yeah, man. And he fell back down. He done no that cool thing by the Eiffel Tower with the cards. That, that was neat. <laughs> Remember parts? Oh, my gosh. Tyler, what's your number seven? My, my number seven was a very unexpected. I did not <clears throat> I did not know it was coming out. I did not plan to see it. It was more like a friend came over and said, hey, let's watch this. So we watched it, <clears throat> and it made my list. Please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain. <laughs> I saw that and it's not that good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a freaking SNL movie, dude. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. It is an <laughs> SNL movie. Which those dudes are like, they're on SNL now, but they're kind of their own thing. They don't even get credits in the opening sequence. They just right, kind right. of they're show just, up sometimes. Yeah. Just like Lonely Planet. They, I know. They're, 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 they're Lonely, Lonely Island. Island. Lonely Island. You got a lot bigger. Lonely Island. Yeah. <laughs> 
We, what is our planet but not an island in space? Yeah, we're surrounded by funny. space. It water. looks funny. Yeah, it's very lonely islands. And if you can, if you can appreciate it for what it is as a vehicle for dumb laughs, then then you'll enjoy it. That's what I, I think Peter saw it and he was like, it was funny. Yeah, I, I, and I, I think that maybe my list is, is each year more and more freighted toward the films that actually make you laugh in, in unexpected ways. So I, I thought, let's give, it, let's give it some hype this year at number seven. Hmm. I, I recommend it if Where, you want some is laughs. Is it streaming on something? Yeah, it's tr- streaming on something. Peacock. Yes, because NBC owns them, so it's probably on Peacock. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yep. I might watch it, probably not. That's where I got it was straight dumped straight to Peacock. Hmm. Yeah, that's why no one heard of it. But it's um hmm. it's worth a watch. Okay. Liam, do you have something at number seven that's worth a watch? It's called Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, no longer part one. Mm. Um I thought that was a very fun movie going experience. Good sound I mean the stunts, I mean, we've already mentioned it all, but yeah, I would watch that again. But it did it. It did it yeah, for you. It mm-hmm. did it for me. Simple, plain and simple. Patrick, did something do it for you at number seven? Mm-hmm. Um, Godzilla minus one did it for me at number seven. I would have thought that would have been higher for you. Mm, I really liked it. Yeah. Seven's pretty high. Mm. Uh, number seven not, of the whole year. Not very high. Mm, of the whole high. year. Okay, I guess that's true. <laughs> Uh, you didn't even know if you were going to go see it. You said, I'll wait really? for a review. Uh, yeah, because I was just like, uh, the last one that came out, and that Shin Godzilla was yeah. so frowned upon that I was like, I don't want to. Did you see do that? that? <laughs> nope. I just heard it would look bad. It was bad. It was and then I saw pictures me, yeah. of googly eyes, and I said, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then I saw, I didn't see a trailer or anything for it, but I heard everybody talking about it. And then I saw the freaking Rotten Tomatoes thing on it and all, and I was I was uh, very confused. So then I went and saw it, and it touched me, man. That story. Whew. Yeah, it was good. Wait, was I was good. peeing. What did you say? Godzilla. Minus one. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh. Anyway, the, uh, <laughs> it's nominated for Best CG, right? Mm-hmm. Best Visual Effects. Best yeah. visual, and it deserved, man, the thing looked incredible. It looked great for supposedly being on a budget, though it was, but it, like it all, it all worked. Like, yeah, it was you all saw this, too? An, an yeah. absolute yeah. fraction of the mm-hmm. Marvel budgets. Mm-hmm. 17 million, I believe, as opposed wow. to like 200 million. Right. That's, that's incredible. That's so I was fraction. very pleased with, with Godzilla. It might, mm-hmm. might be my favorite of Godzilla movies. Yeah, it does oh. the thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it if, if other people have it on their list. But the uh, usually you watch these and you don't care about the people. Mm-hmm. This one, you cared so much about the people. Yeah. And I thought that was very unique to a Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. In fact, you could even say the the people were the most interesting part of the movie, yeah. which is yeah. saying a lot because the Godzilla scenes were were amazing. Well, even mm-hmm. uh, ironically, tonight at dinner we were talking about movies, and Beck was like, "That's our ten year old. That's son. our ten year old." He was like, "Oh man, Mom and Ali, you have to see Godzilla." Because the family in it is just so good. <laughs> I was like, dang. Yeah, he was talking about the people. He's like, it's wait till you see the part with this. And I was like, dang, man. That's, I mean, that's a testimony to it that there's a story mm-hmm. that a, ch- a 10-year-old and an adult can watch together and have the same like reaction to it because it's yeah. so watchable. Does it, does it have subtitles? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Even a 10-year-old was... Reading it. it, yeah, it was his first subtitled movie, and then you know what he he said that he's like, but at the end they started speaking English, and I was like, no, they didn't, dude. And he was like, oh, I guess my his like he just got, just used, got used to, to reading it. And he started right? thinking he was hearing. It. Yeah, that's funny. He was in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. Uh, all right, we're not to number six now. Number six. Yes. My number sixth 
favorite movie of 2023 was John Wick 4. <laughs> Sorry, oh bro. Remember when he went up hey, those stairs? Remember that one part? <laughs> and then he went down the stairs. Uh, I, w- I don't have anything else to add to everyone already talking about w- what was great, except for it's impressive to me four movies in for a kind of movie like this that doesn't really have much to do for them to be like, let's just do more of all of it. And for it to well, be like, dang, man, that's it wasn't just more. It's let's do all the rest that we've got. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it all in. So this. we are going to talk more about it. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, this this one this one had a dude and this fella. Your man had a, had a dog. That was that was good. Loved it. Good dog. I loved it from start to finish and left the theater very happy. And I like when that happens when you're like, man, that was a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Burrs, what was your number six? My number six um, is John definitely going to get some groans. Yeah. <laughs> um, Quit setting them up like that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I just feel like I have to, just rip to, the protect, my, off. to protect my heart. Um, <laughs> my number six was Asteroid City. Uh, and, I haven't yeah. seen it. I, I didn't even bother seeing it. I just know Patrick didn't like it. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> I thought it was surprisingly good. I was not expecting to like it based on reviews and people around me. But I thought it was a really interesting movie about loneliness and grief and loss, and yeah, well, I just really those liked are it. those are Wes Anderson's general themes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I thought this was a slightly different take. It also had some pandemic vibe commentary. That I thought was kind of interesting. Wow, how fresh! Yeah, and yeah, no did you like that. French Dispatch? I didn't see it. Mm. Yeah, where would you put it in other Wes Anderson movies? Um, What's your favorite Wes Anderson? Probably Royal Tenenbaums. That's correct. That's the correct. It's probably in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not the lowest. Middle tier. It's a middle Anderson. Middle tier. I really also, I thought it was beautiful. I love the desert. Well, they always are. Well, they always are. And I love an ensemble cast and it was so good. Um, What's his name? Bill Bill Murray. Murray. Nope. He's not in it. Bill Murray's not in it. Tom Hanks. He was so great in it. I don't know. I just I particularly really liked him. Wes Anderson movie, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Steve Carell took Bill Murray Bill Murray's role like two days before they started shooting oh. because he got sick. Mm. Oh, interesting. With COVID, I believe actually he mm-hmm. was really great too. I don't know. It was, it was surprising. I found myself multiple times rewinding because I thought some of the dialogue was so profound that I wanted to hear it again. Wow, hmm. can't do that in a movie. So there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like we watched a different movie. Yeah. yeah, Patrick, <laughs> what's your what's your one <laughs> sentence rebuttal? I thought it was Boresville. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I trust I Patrick, so Boresville. I'm never gonna watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, it would have been better if you called it Boring City. Boring oh. City. Did you see it, Tyler? Yeah, I saw it. Okay. What did you yeah. think of it? Well, wait. Then, oh, dude. wait. Let's sure. Wait yeah. Okay. 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 It's on there. But right. my favorite story about Asteroid City is our one-time guest friend Peter Hornberger, who was on the podcast. He said he saw it, loved it so much that he bought it when it came <laughs> to home streaming, watched it again, and hated its guts. <laughs> wow. What? He said, I don't know what happened. I've never heard of that before. He said, as, that he like it. as he was watching it the second time, he was like, dude, this sucks. And his wife said, what were you talking about? This movie sucks. And he's like, it does suck. I, don't I think I've made a terrible mistake. He must have been. I, I feel like his he heart was They were pumping gas soft. into the theaters. Oh. His heart was soft in his first viewing, and it hardened. For okay. Okay. All right. I, you have to go into it with a soft heart. You I have to want to feel. Patrick doesn't feel. Matt Hughes, what's your sixth favorite movie? It was the holdovers. Oh, nice! You liked it too. I really loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I sh- I struggle with the fact that because that your dad doesn't approve of your list. <laughs> I mean, father always, always. Um, because it is. I think, according to your uh, stringent categories, it is a Christmas movie. It's definitely riding the arguable line. Right. Mm-hmm. It was and so pretty Christmas. There's a part of me that's like, oh man, awesome, a new Christmas movie. But it's, and I do think it's rewatchable, but I don't think it's one that I'm going to rewatch every year. Yeah. I don't think it has that. It's not quite tonally correct for that, but I, yeah, I loved how it looked. I loved the dialogue. I loved the, I love Paul Giamatti. I think he's a great actor. Um, and I was, I went with my wife. We went on a date to go and see it. And I walked out and both of us were just like, oh man, that was, what a great experience to go hmm. to the movies at Christmas time be the youngest people in the theater by like a good 30 to 40 years. <laughs> like <laughs> just a bunch of gray heads all around us. And then Q-tips. walk out and be like, man, that was amazing. I loved everything about that. The whole experience was just fantastic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A lot of love for the whole Alexander road. Payne movie, right? Yeah, sure. If it? you say yeah, so. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He did like about Schmidt and sideways. Yep. Sideways. Yep. sideways. Tyler, number six. <clears throat> My number six is, uh, you're going to find this surprising, I think. It's a film set in a certain decade, you know, lots of uh, reminiscence about that decade, a lot of things to remind you of the decade it's in. It's also celebrating a certain product from that decade. Hey, yo. You already said Barbie, so. It's not air. Great. What's Blackberry. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, good one. I heard that was good. I watched it just because, of, you know, I felt obligated. But then by the end of it, I thought that actually had something to say. I, it was like what Air was hoping it would be. But Air had that weird monologue about how Michael Jordan was some sort of teenage god. Oh, my God. How embarrassing was that moment? That was, it was really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Blackberry <clears throat> actually had like a, a weight to it, a gravity to the moment that it created that still affects us and the market today at large and these poor Canadians they do not let you forget that it's set in Canada Waterloo my god I think Waterloo paid a lot of money each time Waterloo was mentioned uh, but it it there's 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 a way to it that uh, is profound and the acting and everything is really done well it's it's like Blackberry. these these like hey yeah check out this thing from recent history that you know you should be uh, appreciative of it actually it works it doesn't work for other ones like air but it works for blackberry hmm. it seemed like on paper air would be more interesting than the you story think, of yeah. a phone but mm-hmm. yeah and of course not everyone knows blackberry we know blackberry for what it was i never had a blackberry but right. i at least know what it was yeah that's if, rich folk stuff eventually inevitably you know it's coming that point in the film where they hit the year 2007 and you see it and, and you go oh yeah shoot iphone wasn't so long ago yeah. All right, Liam. Wasn't so long ago that you saw whatever your number six is. Tell us what it is. It was GOTG Volume Three. Oh. Um, the for the final Guardians movie, supposedly, or at least the last one that that Mr. Gunn is doing. Yep. Um, I thought it was a good 
end cap to the trilogy. Um, yeah, I yeah recommend it. Had a good time. Good soundtrack. I mean, it was a standard Guardians kind of movie, and uh, I definitely the first one that brought me to tears. I mean, it was is really easy to happen with the little animals. It was very emotional I mean, like, for sure. Holy cow! Like, fair, maybe it's a cheap shot, but I thought it worked. I appreciate that they went like we're bold enough to do that and hear a lot more about Rocky raccoons, Rocky raccoons. Yeah. Rocket based off the song. Um, yeah. Just to kind of hear a little bit more about his story and how, how special that, uh, that raccoon is. When he comes to terms with that fact that he's a raccoon. Yeah. A raccoon. He he understands what, what a trash panda is. He's Mm -hmm. like, wait a minute. What? And then they, they ended the movie with a dance scene. Yeah. It was cool and cute. Yeah, great and good effects. Jeez, this actually Tyler. had decent effects on that whole flesh planet. Oh, so gross. Yeah, also nominated gross. for yeah. best visual effects. Yeah. Yeah. It, the it, effects were good. Yeah. good. They were. Yeah. And it and there was a, a nice blend of practical effects. You know, you unfortunately CG is as good as it is at creating fake environments. They usually work best when they augment partially real environments, like in Joker. You know, where it's just like they put real or fake skyscrapers in the background. Mm -hmm. On a Marvel type movie, the fake environments are usually very fake. But this movie had a lot of like, oh, you can tell that's a real set. And then they probably put space stuff out the windows or whatever, you Mm know. So, yeah, it looked good. Well, yeah, wasn't that thing from the first Guardians where they actually were in a cockpit and they had screens and they were really interacting with them? Yeah. Yep. Patrick, what did you like sixth best? I like this... uh, a horror movie called When Evil Lurks. Um, oh, baby. Did you see that, Matt? I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> I was texting Tyler about What's it. What's the said, country of origin on that one? Argentina. Argentina. Mm. I feel like it's this year's Speak No Evil level thing that mm-hmm. comes through. So you should check it out <laughs> if you want to feel that again. But this is it. one of those movies that I was genuinely shocked at what I was seeing <laughs> and troubled and felt terrible and then... You know, felt that way the whole time and didn't want to see it again because it was rough. Yeah, it was hard to sleep after. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> like <laughs> Is that it subtitled bit. too? It sure yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's huh. it's a it's not like a completely unique idea, but it is a unique twist on the story. Like it's a, a good take on this. I don't want to say anything about it. You should just watch it. Oh, the trailer, the trailer gives away that it's about demons. The, well, it's probably, okay. I think, the most gruesome movie I've ever seen. It's very gruesome. What yes. is worse? Martyrs. Well, um, a camp- there's campier movies that are... This oh. is like a movie that takes itself very really realistic. seriously mm-hmm. and was... It yeah, just it's makes not you like feel Tarantino too. gore. It's like, oh no, that's like a real axe. Yeah, none of it's meant to be fun on any level. That. It's yeah. just all... You should feel bad. Yep. And yeah. you do. Yeah, you really do. Very effective. Oh. Great. Yeah. 20... 23... Uh, we're now at the at the top five, which means that dun, dun, dun. For, for me and my list, I'm going to say this to set this up. This was really hard to put these in order to yep. me. Uh, in fact, there were different times when all of these were in different spots this week. And I kept looking at it and being like, no, I kind of think, I don't know. I changed it again today. Mm. So wow. these are all not just my top five, but like their top top to me mm-hmm. my number five was an argentinian movie called when evil lurks <laughs> oh hey wait a minute we just heard that oh yeah Are we i liked it for all those again? same reasons was it brutal 
It's pretty brutal, yeah. Would you say it's your most gruesome movie you've ever seen? I don't know. That's a hard question to answer. A lot of the movies that are... I've, no, definitely not. Okay. There's a... Uh, <laughs> I just remembered that I also watched, not from this year, but this year watched a Taiwanese movie called The Sadness. That's yeah. probably the most gruesome movie I've ever seen in my God-given life. <laughs> I in don't want to see that. In the first oh. 10 minutes, it's the most gruesome. And it's also not funny. Mm. Uh, it's like if Dead Alive were trying to make you feel like you wanted to take a shower and not have a good time. Mm. Check it out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Most sadness. people listening to this cannot handle that movie. Don't blame me if you go poking around. Yeah, at there it. you go. You've been warned. All right, Burrs. What was your fifth favorite? We're my fifth tier. favorite... Um, She's got will, an analog book here. I will That's also say my top five are all five stars to me. Oh. So they're hard. Oh, so on, you're in the same boat. Fives on That's, fives. It's hard to organize it's hard when they're to organize. five stars. Yep. But I did it today. <laughs> okay. So this is what I picked. <laughs> my fifth favorite is Barbie. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> five stars. Five stars. Wow, these... These uh, too many misogynists over here are just giving you the evil eye. Yeah, I don't know if it is the stereotype. That's fine if it is. Um, You're just giving five stars to America Ferreira's monologue. I I did really like it. Felt a little teary during that monologue. There's women cheering woman. at the end of it in my theater. Yeah, it was really good, and I totally understand men not understanding it. Totally makes sense. Um, Dudes. But we can't even wrap our heads around it. We're like, what? Look, she's saying. I, appre- I appreciated <laughs> it. Empathy. Yeah. But you're right. I, 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 I couldn't as much as everyone else. Right. That, you know, might have been not, women. Yeah. I feel like now that I still haven't seen Barbie, there's no way for this speech to ever land in any effective way. It's not the movie's fault, but it's kind of like uh, any time I've ever heard anyone talk about the movie and this speech, this speech. My God. God. I mean, it's good. It's it's not like what made the movie, but I I did enjoy it. Um, I thought it was really funny. the The parts that I didn't like about it, I think, are parts that people did like, like the dance numbers. I thought they were that totally. The, the dance number was fun, and it got a lot of weird criticism. What are you saying? She didn't I, like it. I'm saying I agree with that. Then I thought people did like the Ken dance number, mm-hmm. and right. I thought that was like. When you, they're doing the fight, or, oh, like the cutaway, like he's in black on black choreographed. Yeah, that was at the weird. end. Yeah, oh. I didn't like it. Oh, interesting. Um, it didn't. I didn't not like it. it didn't it? Didn't matter to me. Mm. It but, didn't take a star away. Yeah, it didn't take a star away. I just, I had a lot of fun. I laughed. I enjoyed myself the entire time. Five stars. I loved Five all parts of it, and I showed it to my kids recently, and they liked it. It's true. They did. It was yeah. genuinely it's on true. their like top five. My kids have watched it now, and they know what the patriarchy is and what a gynecologist is. It's about horses, the patriarchy. Yeah. Uh, Pat- Patrick says it's a bad movie, though. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a ball of crap. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you think it's a ball of crap, but you didn't see it. Oh yeah, yeah. Liam, but I, I will say, Will Ferrell was terrible. His, yeah, he won't waste you. The whole God. like CEO so part of it was like mm. that could have been lifted out. They just let him be Will Ferrell, and it wasn't working. It was really dumb. Mm. All right, Matt, was your number five working or was it really dumb? I think it was working. It was Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. It was working. What a good time. Yeah, and part part of the reason uh, is because I saw it with my friends who I played Dungeons and Dragons with. And so we got to laugh at things 
that were reminiscent of stupid decisions that we have made mm-hmm. while I was playing Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, yeah, there was definitely a Matt character in that movie. <laughs> Wait, which one? The, the dumb one? <laughs> the, dumb, the dumb wizard who's bad at stuff? That sounds about right. But, you know, unlike our D&D uh, party... Everyone in that movie understood the rules, Burrs. Ooh. <laughs> burn on Burrs. I don't burrs. know. I don't know if they did. Burn um, on Burrs. Yeah, I don't know yeah if they did. so that was my number five. Okay. Cool. Tyler, your number five favorite movie of 2023. My number five favorite movie of 2023 was Asteroid City. Nice. There it is. Thank you there for being on to this island long. with me. There you <laughs> go. Patrick? Go ahead and say something before he gets into it. It was. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say to say? Uh, oh, boring city. Boring, boring city. Boring city. Boring city. Yeah, tell me why you liked it. Make me feel better about myself. And tell I us where you'd put it in the Pantheon. I think your uh, review is, is fair. It's got heart. Uh, I think that it, it plays better than um, French Dispatch. Works better. Yeah, I like French Dispatch better. The uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, that one's that. that one's actually. I don't know if Wes Anderson's trying to write more and more complicated storylines, but French Dispatch is a bit hard to follow. Even uh, Grand Budapest is with all its multiple storylines layered is a bit tough to follow. Yeah. You appreciate them more with, when you rewatch it. I think Asteroid City, I th- which is a strange phenomenon that Peter liked it less the second viewing. I think I'd like it more, but maybe I should try and see what it <laughs> see what happens. Be careful. He yeah, might yeah. Hey, check this. We were doing a podcast the other day. You were out of town. It was one of those ones where people send in the questions or whatnot. Mm. Some fella was saying that he thinks Moonrise Kingdom is the best. Where's this is usually <laughs> one of those idiots every once in a while. What? That's exactly yeah. what I said. I was like, that guy's a dum-dum. Yeah. What a doofus. Yeah, he said he could right. relate to the story personally or something. And I was like, what? You were like a 12-year-old and you had an inappropriate relationship with a girl in a tent? Like, didn't what? You, didn't you read that mail on some other episode? I feel like we've already heard yeah, that. Yeah, it was a repeated. It was follow-up. Oh, um, there yeah. you go. But yeah, he needs to stop that. Where would you put this in the... Obviously, Moonrise Kingdom is the absolute bottom worst one he's ever done. Where would you put this? Yeah, I'm pretty fond of Royal Tenenbaums and Darjeeling Limited, that era. Sure, when he uh, was good. Asteroid Cities in his new era, which is, I guess, new Moonrise Kingdom would be part of his new era. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Aesthetically, with Grand Budapest and French Dispatch. Sure. I think it's... I think it's better than French Dispatch and Moonrise Kingdom. It's probably equivalent to me with Moonrise, not Moonrise, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. All right. I think it's good. I think it works. I think Solid, the layers yeah. and the, the storylines and the characters, they have heart. They have depth. He's, he's navigating the same things, loneliness, death, grief, despair. And he does it in a new and interesting way, but it's also very... It's very pretty movie. Mm-hmm. Very twee. Mm-hmm. It's very He's pretty. so twee. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently it also is his take on the film industry with the like double layer of like there's a play happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A play within a play like mm-hmm. Shakespeare did 500 years ago. Gotcha. Oh, I also, I also love done, that done the that. actors all do his movies for basically free because they just think it's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's Where, a lot of people in this one. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a lot of people. A lot. Margot yeah. Robbie's in it. Yeah, like she her. is. Liam, what's your number five? Number five, staying alive. We got um, the uh, a story that talks about the multi-billion-dollar industry of the sex trade on planet Earth. Uh, this is um, the sound of freedom with uh, Jim oh. Caviezel. Um, Interesting. 
it was uh, a story that just, uh, you know kind of happens uh, underground, and it's Liam. Isn't it's this a, a QAnon movie? No, it's not. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a, a real a movie. A lot of the QAnons liked it. Oh, okay. For that reason. Yeah. Okay, but, but it is not. not like a QAnon. No. no. Okay, no, you didn't no. like take some time out from the podcast and get busted. No, no. it's based it's on a, a true movie. story, and it's a real person. Okay. Uh, it's funded by Christians, so you know, there's your suspicion right there. Yeah, I don't trust that at yeah, all. And then the fact that it could be good is surprising. Also, yeah, Jim Caviezel good. himself has gone He's kinda nut full QAnon, yeah. right? Also, the main character he portrays is not a great person after all. Great. Yeah, Solid. he got fired as CEO. But Liam liked the movie. Okay. I've heard it was a good movie. It's good. I didn't see it. Yeah, about uh, a guy um, with Homeland Security who goes and helps a father get his kids back from the sex trade. And yeah, pulls a, a lot of a lot of strings that you know off the books to make it happen, and yeah, goes in and in a different country. So yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah, you're in like Ecuador taken almost Honduras. <laughs> well, funnily yeah. enough, on IMDb, uh, it says you might also like the Equalizer Three. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that with Denzel. Yeah, that's a fun show. He's you know trying to do the John Wick thing, but it's good. Well, the Equalizer like predates John Wick, so John Wick's trying to be the Equalizer. Mm. Well, how about that? Dang. But Jim Caviezel, you know, he could have been someone great in another I mean, life. He was literally Jesus. Yeah. He, I think being Jesus is what hurt his career. You think? Yeah. He was great yeah. as Jesus. Yeah. He was. <laughs> yeah, he was. Great JC. A hard if only he could get some sequels going off of that. Yeah. He's working, they're working on it. Yeah, All they're right. doing it. Well, Lord <laughs> willing. Patrick, what do you got for <laughs> Jim Willen? Patrick, what do you have at number five? My number five. Oh, first, I want to say also, uh, I'm looking at my top five, and I want to move them all around right now. I know. You yeah, just got to let them sit. As I say it, I hate it. it. And I'm yeah. like, that was wrong. Yeah. But I'm just going to go with it because I love all these dearly. Are they all five star? No. They're not. Okay. Uh, my number five. You know, and also, you said <laughs> just you gave him. Barbie five just stars, him. and then you said several complaints about it. That yeah, seems like it, it can't be five stars if it's perfect. It could be five kicks. Okay, well, can't that's, be five what stars. that's what I meant. Okay, they're well, then say five, the right word. Five kicks. In my heart yeah. and in my brain moons. and in my body, it's, fi- it's a five. <laughs> that's all the places. <laughs> so whatever. We use the moon emoji. Whatever. It could be five Barbie shoes. Okay, I believe in following no, your heart. In this house, we believe five moons is kicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five stars is perfection. Not a single quibble. Okay, so the then I guess in that technical term, it's five kicks. Five kicks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now that we've sorted that, out. I'm gonna get a sign in the yard. In this house, we believe yeah. five moons. Science is real. Barbie is five kicks. <laughs> <laughs> My number five is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: yeah. Mutant Mayhem. It's good. Dude. Did you see that? No, but I want to. Oh, bud. Uh, Liam. Mate. Liam hates movies. Yeah. Yeah. Is that true, Liam? I finally got it upon me. (laughs) (laughs) He waved for some reason. (laughs) I've been waiting for a long time. He greeted the insult. What's it on? It's on Paramount Plus. It's on Paramount Plus. I I saw the trailer when it was, you know, way back, and I got so excited because of the, you know, the style and all, but the movie lived up. It was super fun. It was great. If you liked Ninja Turtles when you were a kid, this was this a great. I mean, you, pro- if you didn't like Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles when you were a kid, this is great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. 
regardless of whether you have a history with the Ninja yeah, Turtles. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. not ever see Ninja Turtles, never played with them, didn't really even know what they were. I well, they're, really well. they're turtles that happen to be ninjas. Well, I mean, like, and teenagers. I they worked name hard their at names. It. Yeah. yeah. I still They've been training for years. Yeah, but yes. they did the, the teenage thing this time really well. And, yeah. it, was and, so and good. it wasn't annoying, which mm-hmm. was shocking to me. It was just fun. I want that bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked <laughs> yeah. it. I've watched that a lot since then. And the style. Yeah. The animation. Yeah. It, it looks was cool. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah, it makes Disney just look worse and worse, doesn't it? When it does. Oh, that freaking wish. Doing oh, different Disney things. Disney is just like out. in the, yeah, it, they're just in the wake. After Ooh. movies like Mutant Mayhem, Disney's like, we're unconventional too. Look at Wish. And you're like, this is nothing. <laughs> yeah. Get this out of here. It looks <laughs> that bad, bombed, right? Why does it oh, look like Sophia the First? It looks like they put a filter on the whole movie. It well, they did that with Moana, to be fair. Moana had a bunch of different animation styles. Sure, but it no, didn't Moana look. Moana looks heinous. like it's just cut from the Disney. Compared club. to yeah. Ninja no, Turtles, they, it they would not. have a bunch of cutscenes, and it'd be like she's two D, and then I oh guess. sure, where they were doing like the more mm. traditional just that art intro style. with the yeah, they went through with a the few black different aesthetics stuff. And some when of the, she was making the plans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the ta- the movie they didn't tattoo. commit to it. They yeah. they ca- they pulled out real mm-hmm. quick yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow. Okay, number four. This is at the point on my list where everything is five kicks or five stars. Uh, so again, very difficult to order. My number fourth favorite movie of 2023 was The Killer. Mm. Cool. Freaking loved the crap out of it. I thought it was amazing. That opening was a blast. Just yeah, how was. patient he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah, his and stretching, narrating. He was great. Ma- that's oh. masterclass filmmaking yes. because. Yep. Uh, the somehow Fincher makes you frustrated that you're waiting with him, which is like it's a boring effect. You're just like, when is the guy coming out? But you're not bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're interested, no. even though nothing is happening. Uh-huh. I thought that it was like a return to form from for from Fincher or for Fincher after what I did not like, Mank. Right, uh, Mank. So that was Mank was stank. It was oh, like a Mank. present and a fantastic score. Score mm-hmm. is really important to me. Yeah, the freaking Smiths all the yeah, way through. Come now. Well, that was the soundtrack. I was talking about the yeah, score. Yeah, all right. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, it was a diegetic, so it was And both. yeah, Fassbender in a role that doesn't really allow for a ton of like, you know, acting mo- wings to be spread or right. anything. He's very minimalistic and brooding. Great. Yeah. Loved it. The killer. Five kicks. Maybe five stars. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I've only seen Ooh, it once. Baby. He was like a perfectionist. It was... Very fun to Which watch. Which is Burr's favorite thing. Yeah, yeah Burr's fun. Like, I was like, oh, he's cleaning his instruments. Oh, yeah. man, look yeah. at him. He's go. putting that bleach stuff on. Uh-huh. Ooh, so good. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> that sink is so clean. It really stuck with me. <laughs> look at those gloves. We were still talking about the other day about, like, was that a head in that bucket that he threw off the boat? Yeah, yeah. I was wondering yeah. about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like he got rid of everything else, but could yeah. he not get rid of the head or something? No, he had to get rid of the head because of dental records. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So good. Burr's, what's your so number four? My number four is. Are we gonna groan? I don't know. I Just really let don't us know. know. <laughs> Maestro. Oh. No. That Bradley really? Cooper movie. Yeah. Bradley Cooper. You didn't see it? No, I didn't see it. Oh, it was on, on Netflix. Netflix. I see. Yeah, it. I know. I've seen it. Um, and is it good? No, I really, really liked it. Five stars. 
<laughs> Not really. Yeah, it was good. He had a prosthetic nose. Yeah, yeah he people, had a prosthetic hey, nose. People were mad about that. Yeah. I tell you what. Man, that, that, that was a much ado about nothing because the you forget that it's even on there. It was so. barely noticeable. I Okay, I <laughs> will say to the, internet. the first 30 minutes, I was almost like, turn this off. It was turn it so off. hard for me. It was annoying. It was annoying. Yeah. There was something about it. But it switched and went to kind of a whole different type of movie. And yeah. I just really liked it. And Obviously, number it four, stuck geez. with me. I really liked, um, what's her name? Michelle uh, Williams? Nope. Mm, Carrie, Carrie Mulligan. Mulligan. Yep. Gets Carrie confused. Mulligan. Um, really despicable character, that guy, I thought. Uh, yeah, this is a movie about a freaking so. creep, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a nasty creep. <laughs> but it also Sometimes kind of charming be. at the same time. Mm. I don't know. I get it. Like I feel like halfway through the movie, it turns into something else. Yeah. And it's a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could tell that people working on this movie really cared about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the direction is very assured mm-hmm. and, and he confident. It too, right? Yeah. 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 And the performances are all great. And I do have to give it to him. It has that kind of patchwork editing style that just assumes that the viewer is like you'll be fine we're gonna jump around in time Mm -hmm. we're not gonna tell you oh now we're at this place and there's not gonna be like title cards on the screen to Mm -hmm. tell you which is fine um i don't know just ultimately was kind of dull forgettable yeah it was really good really (laughs) number four good Number four. (laughs) i will say that all throughout (laughs) the movie burrs verbally struggled with understanding the value of a conductor. <laughs> I yeah. still don't get it. It's not a real thing. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> He's trying to explain to her why this person is necessary for the symphony. And she's just like, just know the music. <laughs> hey, just hey, practice. I've been to the book. at least five or six different things where the Oregon Symphony will play live the score of a film while you're watching the film. As well as I went to this like John Williams medley that they did that was very cool. I 100% agree with yeah, Burr. It's not I real. Do it not understand be real. what the conductor is doing because either you know at this part I'm in the string section and it's the part where I get loud without some fella whipping his magic wand up in the air, or you don't. Have you practiced? I don't. Because if it. you ain't practiced, then this guy waving a stick around isn't gonna fix you. Yeah. I didn't understand it when Bugs Bunny was doing it, and I don't understand it yeah. now as a grown man. I will say there's a scene. And towards the end of the movie where he is acting the crap out of some directing or whatever you call it maestroing <laughs> but loves the movie he was sweating yeah. it up he, he was, was so sweaty he was conducting a storm yeah. up in that castle was it better or worse than tar I thought tar it was, was way better I liked it way better than tar tar, tar was way yeah tar was great this one this is kind of like a lifetime movie version of Tar. No, it wasn't. Kind of so schmaltzy, kind of. Poor Bradley, he's not gonna like to hear that. And uh, in Tar, <laughs> the, Tar wants you to understand that the lead character is is tortured, kind of despicable in a way, unlikable. But you can't, you want to follow this character. Maestro is like, here's a creep. Aren't they amazing? Mm. This is so wonderful. No, it wasn't like that. It was there was like a tension. He's, he's tragic. Yeah, there was a tension, mm. but it was better than Tara. Number four? My <laughs> <laughs> Dang, she's hosting number now. Four? <clears throat> My number four was a British movie 
Um, Figures. Yeah. For British know, eyes only. That's right. Uh, no, I just quickly double checked on Wikipedia. Was re- it was this got year. a wide release in 2023 because <laughs> I got nervous. Called um, Polite Society, and it's about two Pakistani sisters. And um, but it is an action comedy, and it's very very funny. And the action beats are played well for comedic effects, and I laughed a lot. And I will definitely rewatch it with my teenage daughter and be like, "This is great. We should watch this again." Okay, dang. What's it called again? It's called Polite Society. Polite Society. Yeah, Tyler. That's cool. What do you have at number four? (coughs) At number four, I have the killer. Yep. Just like me, right? Samesies. We matched up. Wow. You and me, and if anybody else has it at four, they're just copying us. Ooh. Yeah, we did it first. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I thought it was a, now stay with me, I thought it was a very refreshing take on a very worn out story. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Where it might as well that. have just been John Wick, even all the way down to the secret society part of it. But Fassbender was great at it. He played it well, and I think... What you described, I I felt the same way. It was he keeps you very interested in even mundane moments as he's strategizing and plotting all that stuff out. And what did he throw off the edge of that? I assumed it was a I assumed it was a head, maybe some hands, other identifiable. Oh, solid. Features. And then the rest of the body was in the Tupperware. Yeah. But I love that it didn't yeah. give us any indication. You're yeah. just you're supposed you to. This was go, just his routine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's how you dispose of yes. the body. Yes, and the monologue was great the whole time. I think that kind of is what keeps interest. Okay, um, says the same thing. And then the attempt at a twist at the very end, I appreciated. I still, I don't know how I feel about it, but I appreciated that they went, they tried to, they tried to change at the very end there. Man, that one scene that he has with Tilda Swinton, uh, it's oh, great. It's yeah. just like a at the enthralling yeah. masterclass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was, I was surprised she didn't get more screen time, but yeah. what she did have was was really really solid. Yeah, the killer. Yeah. All right, Liam, what do you got at number four? Number four, I've got Godzilla minus one. Oh, wow. Nice and high. Nice yeah. and high. Nice and high. I, for, I'm not a big Godzilla um, King Kong kind of person. And well, for, all right, now let's not just not yeah, bump together. They're not, not the same. It's not. But but as a film goes, it's like this is very rejuvenating for the genre and like seeing like the original Godzillas and seeing like there's touches of homages to that and you can just see that they had a lot of fun making this picture like from from screenwriting to acting to even just like the shots and even have like the the uh newsmen on top of the building that are like giving a live report and Mm -hmm. they're like terrified but but they got to get the scoop and just uh, it's just very exciting throughout it and like like you said the relationship with the family and uh even seeing like godzilla as like young teenager Godzilla, young. You that know, opening Godzilla scene was so on the good. beach was to, to like grow up, scintillating. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like I didn't real. Okay, first I thought, is this another Godzilla altogether? There are a bunch of them, but no, it's just it just came back and it was it wrecked havoc. I, I really enjoyed the storytelling mm-hmm. of this. It's great. Yeah. All right, it's awesome. Godzilla movie. More love for minus one. Yeah, Patrick, what do you have at number four? Abby, for number four, I have John Wick. Chapter four. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Remember when he went up those stairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He fell down. That's all you know. He's in the dance club. I think that's all of us now. Yeah. It's not on my number. Anything. It's not on my number. I just loved it. 
I love that. Uh, I love the whole franchise, but mm-hmm. when it can go this long, and then part four is a super long movie, and you can still come out of the theater like high fiving each other because it yeah. was so fun to watch. Yeah, man. Yeah, I like when he went up those stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that, yeah, yeah, that part. Up high. <laughs> That's really hard to do. Yeah, he tricked that guy. All right, uh, my three through one. I'm gonna say uh, these are. They could all be one. They could all be two. They could all be three. I'm feel real conflicted about it. Here they are. You ready? And these, I also say these surprised me. I'm looking at it Wait, right are now. you going to do all three right now? No, no. I'm just telling oh, okay. you from here on out. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess. If I'm being honest, I just think that this is what it is. Is it, it going to be like Maestro? <laughs> yep. Maestro, Barbie, past lives. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. I caved while we were doing the episode. My third favorite movie movie of 2023 was Godzilla minus one. That is oh, shocking. This is lower than expected. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Minus two actually. Yeah. If you get the, that's, that's good. There man. you go. Yeah. There, there. Thanks, Patrick. I loved it. I don't have any uh, complaints at all. Just nitpicks. Um, and I am, you know, Godzilla super fan and everything. So the, they're those kinds of nitpicks. Uh, but it's the kind of thing where it's a weird sensation watching all these Japanese Godzilla movies and we still watch them in our house regularly and the whole world is like that movie's so good like people that don't know any or shouldn't care at all they're like I love that Godzilla movie I'm like wow he's our guy's really having his moment he's got some he? groundswell he's yeah. got a lot of groundswell mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> it's it's weird after being so disappointed by Shin Godzilla and then going to see this thing, and uh, like Patrick said, you're like, geez, nine, it debuted at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, stayed at 98%. I think it's like the fourth best reviewed movie of the year on Rotten Tomatoes overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, above movies like Oppenheimer and everything, you're just like, good Lord, and it can't be. Th- what's what's that all about? And then you see, you're like, man, it was just as, was an actual good movie that normal people would like to watch. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if yeah. you don't like kaiju movies, you'll be fine. If you've yeah. never seen a Godzilla movie, you'll be fine. It's just an entertaining, emotionally investing, well-made, with $17 million made better-looking CG than the Marvel movie. How'd yeah, they do that? I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. And then when the credits roll, it says, written, directed, and visual effects by one dude. Wow. And he got nominated for an Academy cool. Award. So, Godzilla. What an honor. I hope he wins. Minus I one. don't think he will. Number three. Yeah. But, but uh, Can I also add how much I like the... Harkening back to the the score, the you know what's great about that is apparently they were so concerned about it sounding authentically like the score, the the Godzilla suite from the 1954 film that they said every time they tried to re-record it, it didn't come out just right. So they actually recorded the Godzilla suite from the 1954 movie playing out of a speaker, so it has this kind of dated sound. It's I loved it. Almost oh, sounds like you could hear the static on the record. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's brilliant. Loved it. Yeah, it. Sounds like you could hear the static on the record. Mm-hmm. Burrs, number three. My number three is the Iron Claw. Mm. Wow, the super high. Cool. The Claw. It really stuck with me. Nothing can stop the Claw. Yeah, I didn't liar, expect liar it to reference. be so sentimental. I think or um, familial. Yeah, it's a family story about family. Yeah. And families. Um, very sticky. A very sticky one for me. And brothers. Yeah. You got a brother. Were you like thinking about your brother? No, because it's like <laughs> a brother thing. And yeah, I'm brothers not a, and I'm brothers. I'm not a brother. Yeah, that's true. But 
I have told some people that are a family of brothers that they would probably like it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else I have left to say that hasn't already been said. But man, they did a lot of work on their bodies in that movie. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone else just looked like they did some basic weightlifting and Zac Efron was like, I'm going to go full no, roids. the other guy, Jeremy Allen White. He just got that GQ ad. Yeah. I mean, they look he great. Was, Don't get yeah, me yeah. wrong. but he they were, he's, he's new Marky Mark. Yeah. He, he's looking pretty good. Pretty good. You pretty know. good. Or is it, good. It's we'll Calvin Klein, it. isn't it? Yeah, yeah Calvin Klein. Yeah. yeah. All right, Matt, what's your number three? So uh, well, number KC, three CK. is um, a little Argentinian horror movie called When Evil Lurks. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to watch this. What's the streaming on? Uh, Shudder. Shutter. Also, yeah. AMC Plus or AMC Plus. You, you can get a free get a, subscri- yeah. free trial of Shutter though. Yeah, if you want. Knock it out. Yeah, the first time Patrick introduced that movie to me, he said it was in when evil roams. Yeah. I said, "There's no way that could be scary." Roman, <laughs> just roaming around. The yeah. <laughs> you don't know where it's at. Lurking is like it's coming for you. Roaming. It's no, just, lurking it's just is hiding behind yeah. a hedge. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> behind the uh, the, the clothesline. I was like, "Oh man, I'll give it a go," and I was shocked to find myself enthralled and delighted by some seriously gross stuff it's also we should say it's just it's an actually really well-made movie yes. it is yeah mm-hmm. it was creepy i had i had a little bit of trouble falling asleep that night i am so not ashamed to tell mm-hmm. you i had to take some pills Jeez. Oh, well, melatonin. There you yeah. go. Let's clarify. <laughs> yeah. Let's clarify. I just take my kids' chewable gummy melatonin. I did take gummy melatonins, but they're mine. Tyler, what's it's your number three? Pills. This is, yeah. It's like candy. Yeah. I ate some sleepy candy. Some bears. <laughs> uh, my number three is Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh my God. Come wow. on. Go. Second appearance in the Well, podcast. you can't defend okay. that score, though. You can't defend that score. Do it. Um, Do listen, it, I honestly didn't even notice until you mentioned it. I remember thinking that the first song was was like, oh, this is high energy for Scorsese. And now that it's like, oh, yeah, the rest of it. And now I remember why I felt a little weird. Like, it's like a weird tension in an odd way. Yeah. But I think that the film overall is really beautiful. And maybe that's part of it for me mm-hmm. is that uh, the cinematography of so many films, I feel like, is weak. This was... It's just exceptional. It was just a, maybe that's what kind of won it for me. It was just really well done. I didn't see the creator, so I couldn't compare it to that cinematography. Mm. Hey, it's good. Better. Hey, it's good. But I thought Killers of the Flower Moon was exceptionally made, and the story was very interesting, and the acting was quite good. It was very long. But Did you see it in one go? Yeah, but you got to stick with it when it's mm-hmm. when it's um, Scorsese these days. He's just an old man, so just go along with it. He's doing a lot better than Ridley Scott for sure. That's true. Oh, yeah. well, and that and has facts. been for a decade or yeah, oh, yeah two. twenty years. Yeah, yeah. so it could have been shorter, but I appreciate his ambition, and I stuck with it, and I I thought it was it was it was good. Uh, it's just he he just chose a different decade to do you know your typical gangster mobster conspiracy mm-hmm. storylines. De Niro. And, talk about mm-hmm. despicable character. I yeah. thought <laughs> De Niro was, was really good. He was. Yeah. He was very good. I thought he was really good. Yeah. I liked him a lot. In fact, yeah. I had to look up his age because I was like, how is he still acting so he good? F- he yeah. felt young. Like, he, yeah. like he, he, he was sprightly it. in the yeah. movie. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. at the beginning, he was like high energy and, mm-hmm. and almost cheerful when making those weird noises and one of the first scenes he was in. 
and uh, I thought that he was quite good. But yeah, as the story goes, you start to see through his character. And you're like, oh, okay. All right, Scorsese, let's go. I get where we're going. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. It was fun. Fun okay. ride. Okay, fun. Uh, Liam, fun do you have a fun movie at number three? Num- uh, yeah, I do have a fun one. And my gruesomest movie happens to be number three that I saw this year on my list. Doesn't I don't think it's going to compare to What Evil Lurks. When? When Evil Lurks. When? When, w- but, when um, Lurks. Uh, my once favorite actor uh, plays of uh, Dracula in Renfield. Oh, mm. Renfield was a good time. I, I thought yeah. that was a blast mm-hmm. for just kind of a yep. gory comedy. Uh, Nicholas Holt as Renfield, who's just you know just stuck being the uh, familiar of <laughs> Dracula. Yeah, he was great. He was a ton he of fun. Really it looked like they were having a good time. Uh, Boy, I know Nick Cage was having a fun time. Yeah. He was oh, all just, in on it. Yeah, oh, he, he did a good job. Yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's just colorful, fun action, fun comedy, good direction all around. It's yeah for for Nicholas Cage who does just about anything has like no quims. Sometimes he'll like hit a slam dunk, and I think this is one agreed one of many. I mm-hmm. didn't know it was going to be that balls to the wall, so that was a very pleasant surprise to Wasn't me. It? Yeah, because like, obviously it's so over-the-top gruesome that the trailers, unless they're red band, don't communicate that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, I guess it seems okay. Uh, he was like punching people's heads off. Yeah, stuff. yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was <laughs> actually like a splatter yeah. Yeah. genre movie. It was, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was Excessive. fun. Lots of laughing at how outrageous the mm-hmm. violence. I feel like yeah. it's, it'll be uh, a revisit every Halloween. Oh, that'd yeah. be a good Halloween. Yeah, yeah, that would sure. be a good Put one. on what they do in the shadows and then Renfield. Yeah. 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 All right, Patrick, number Very three. Fun double bill. My number three is the Iron Claw. Hmm. Hey, look at that, Burrs. Yep. Okay. I love it. Don't agree on Barbie, but here it is. No, I agree. I completely agree with what she said about the stickiness. I thought it was, it hangs with you forever. It's very tragic, but I felt like those guys really were uh, acting the crap out of this movie. They did a great Mm -hmm. job. They did. And if you think about it, so much of the performances are completely dependent on the dynamics between them. They're not performances where someone gets to act in a vacuum. I don't know, something like Cillian Murphy and Oppenheimer, of course he acts with people, but a lot of it just depends on the way he carries the character. Mm -hmm. These are performances that are totally up to Mm -hmm. how they relate to each other. Mm -hmm. And they Mm -hmm. did a great job. Yeah, I I didn't know it was going to be, you know, as deep and as uh, heavy as it was. So I was surprised, but it stuck with me for a while. Great movie. Yeah. Iron Claw. The Iron And those claw. people are still alive, so they probably had to do a ton of work to f- figure out what they were like, mm. you know, to, like, act like them. So I feel yeah. like that's a little more difficult mm-hmm. than, like, I don't know, studying Oppenheimer or something. Are mm. all of them still alive? Well, you got to see the Iron Claw. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the character that... Um, what's his butt place? Efron. Zac Efron's yeah. character is alive. Specifically. Yeah. And he's yeah. in most, most of it. Um... All right, you ready for this? Number two and number one. Mm -hmm. Um, My second favorite movie of the whole year was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Yeah. Uh, And it was by far the best score of the year. That was shocking how good that score was. That score, you can just listen listen to it like a record. It's amazing. Uh, And the best Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross score since The Social Network, for sure. Yeah. but the thing and they about did a good job in the killer. 
The killer was the great, killer was but it's kind of like a more subdued, a lot of, yeah. you know, like atmospheric drones and stuff. This is like a a banger. The yeah, Mutant it, Mayhem it, score is a banger. It pushes the story, the, the soundtrack, uh, or the score yeah. really does move it along. Because it's about mm-hmm. turtles who yeah. are ninjas. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they don't happen to be ninjas. Yeah, like they, you said are ninjas. They, yeah, are they are ninjas. They worked hard on being They worked hard. They trained under yeah. a master. We did a whole episode on it, and Matt Hughes said at one point, I think as a realization, he's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with the movie because we were just like, this was cool, this was cool. And he's like, yeah, I think we're just basically saying there's, it's like Ice a perfect Cube movie. Ice Cube so good. <laughs> and yeah, it, oh, you're just a bunch of little tortoises. <laughs> <laughs> so I got kids and they really loved it. It was their favorite movie of the year. I had them do top 10 lists just to see what they would put. Mm. It's been on in our house a lot. And honestly, I've seen, I don't know, I've probably watched it like five times or something. Where did they put Iron Glow? They didn't, they didn't catch that one just yet. <laughs> they had minus one really high, though. Um, it's good every time you watch it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. still, like, really funny. And every time, it's because it's so visually arresting. You st- see stuff. It's like, oh, wow, look at how they did these little details and flourishes. And it has a lot of, like, background funny. Like, not, like, on the surface. But, like, literally someone talking in the background is making a yeah, comment. Yeah, that's, and we and know. It's like that's like us. Hilarious. That's our favorite. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, horrible bosses yep. gags yep. like off screen lines yeah. that yes. you uh, you have Mr. to watch Sands it like Theater. literally three times in I'm like oh I just heard Mikey say something in the background that's funnier than the actual joke mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh, but you don't notice it until you watch it there's again. a lot of that I just uh, honestly I lo- really love it as a movie so I had to put it at number two it's great good call I got a kids movie at number two it's never happened before Burrs what's your second favorite movie of the year my second favorite movie is um maybe one that only i have seen i'm actually not sure but it's poor things poor things emma watson you went i thought to you the said you didn't go see white it? this year in 2023 it did um zone of interest didn't go wide in zone of interest poor, yeah, yeah, yeah. poor things poor got things wide clear. it went wide at christmas yep yeah you went to the theaters all by yourself to go yeah, see I it? Yeah, I really wanted to see it, but it was always playing at different theaters than at what I have a subscription to, so I couldn't yep. pay for it again. I went and saw Honest No Day, and I was glad I did. It was um, wild. It was really intense. Uh, Emma Stone, I think it has to be her peak performance. It was... Uh, Better than Easy A? Oh, <laughs> easy, easy. I mean, maybe not. No, it, she did a lot in this movie, and it was uh, stunning, breathtaking. Remember her in Birdman? Birdman! So yeah. I thought she was pretty good in Birdman. I liked her. That's I don't know if I ever saw Birdman. What's a so good? I don't know. Yeah, she has Michael a supporting King. role in that movie. Yeah. This is yeah. a starring Smaller. vehicle. Very starring. Um, Very starring. <laughs> lots of... She sounds raunchy. Yeah, it's very raunchy. She is naked in more than half the movie. Um, but Wait, she given a uh, blonde a run for her money. Yeah, it was definitely more vulgar than blonde. Whoa! And blonde's yeah. NC seventeen. Wolf of Wall Street. More. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think. More nudity in this than Wolf of Wall Street. I think so. Good grief! Yeah. That can't be true. She didn't run a run Only Get one out way to find out. I was also right. acutely aware of everything because when I was seeing it by myself and like three seats down from me was like this old man with his like belly hanging out of his shirt and I was just like 
revolted that he was watching when I was watching. It was just kind of you were judging. He was down there judging you. Well, He's maybe like he was. That's fine. But <laughs> this was, lady's all by herself. I was feeling very uncomfortable. It's my snow day. I wanted the theater to myself. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. I think that. Um, hmm, where would I rate it in his movies? He has. This is his fourth, mm-hmm. or at least fourth main. Four main ones, yeah. He yeah. had one smaller one. It was the lobster, killing uh, the of a sacred, sacred deer. Kill, the killing of a sacred deer, the, the favorite. favorite. Yeah, he yeah. has some non-English speaking, but you've seen Dogtooth. That was oh, him. and Dogtooth, yeah. yeah. Um, I would say it's one or two, maybe two behind Killing of a Sacred Deer, but maybe number one. I'm not killing sure. of a Sacred Deer is just top notch. It's hard yeah. to beat. It yeah, great. yeah. It's. It's good if you want to watch it. Is it more in the style? So now we're going to feel favorite? guilty as you tell us how raunchy yeah, it is. Yeah, I'd say watch it with if a group a pervert, of friends so that you out. can like uh, how many fish break eye, the tension. How many fisheye shots are there? Oh, it was um, not just fisheye, really, really interesting, like almost like keyhole photography oh, a yeah. lot like where it's like almost like all black but there's like on the what's happening. Yeah, it was, it was shot very interesting. Weird. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very Perhaps surreal. Very f- favorable reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have one more question about it. So the favorite, which was atrocious and unwatchable. Ugh. Uh, Witness. But the only one of his movies so far where he doesn't tell his actors act like robots is his, are his, the performances in this back to the robots? No. No, this is very much... Um, Naturalistic and real? Yes, real... Because Killing the Sacred Deer is wonderful, and that very much was in his robot zone where people are, they sound like Not they're reading their the lines lobster, off a sheet of paper. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Mark, is it Mark Ruffalo? Yes. He was really good. Yeah, he's and good on his feet. Yeah. He was the really Hulk? good. Ninja yeah. Turtle I think, yeah, I think Mark Ruffalo as an actor in general is pretty underrated. There's also this guy in it that I'm not sure I've seen in much, he was a younger guy. Um, Willem Dafoe? Nope. He was in it too. <laughs> He's in everything and not young. He, uh, yeah, I can't remember what this guy's in. He's like young. Just keep going. We're I not moving on. I don't know his name. But We're not he was, moving on until you get there. He was young. really good. No one so look it up. Actor that's young. No one look yeah, it up. Someone look it up. No. Tom Holland. He was Timothy Chamole. It also has Margaret Qualley in it. Also very small. Hmm. Okay. Poor uh, things at number two. Matt Hughes. What do you got at number two? Rami Yusuf or Christopher Abbott? Rami Yusuf. Okay. Um, what I have at number two is uh, The Killer. Oh, yeah. Oh. So I, killy. I think that maybe that might be a five-star five star movie. No, it's not Fincher's Best. That's an episode we want to do, but Tyler won't let us do it. Oh, you're kidding. Fincher's Best? I'd yeah. be all about that. Why? I don't know. I just keep saying because you don't do want to watch Alien Three. You'd have to watch Alien Three. Uh, yeah, and I the game. Seen aliens and the game. Do you want to come yeah. over? <laughs> watch Aliens. Um, there's a invite watch right it with you. I, don't, I just don't. I just don't want to talk over? about Social Network. God, that movie. It's so yeah, great. It's great movie. You love it. No. Okay. All right. But anyway, you cool. like the killer. Yep. Five stars. Okay, Tyler, what do you got number two? No, I want you need to bring something extra to the table. You know, bring a contribution. We've about already the I really like those gloves that he wears at the beginning. Okay, I, that is new. I found out from How an interview sleeps. that he did uh, about those gloves that they're from 
uh, a more adult area of the internet. They're not normal like latex gloves because the normal ones didn't fit his hands correctly. And so Fincher didn't like the way they looked. So they researched and found these other gloves that are used for a, a specific adult activity. Gross. Yep. Uh, Fincher is <laughs> a notorious perfectionist. So it doesn't surprise me that they yeah. it probably was not even, you know, cause we've all distinguishable or those of us that have had tattoos, you know, tattoos are always, tattoo artists are always cool. So their gloves are always black. And so I assumed initially that they, he just had like black tattoo artist gloves, but nope, it's the other kind. Oh, Ooh, gross. Yep. Tyler, who's your second <laughs> favorite movie of the gross. whole year? Number two for me was Oppenheimer. <laughs> Come on, First man. appearance. Quit messing around. Yeah. Tell us your real number two. Yeah. Well, okay. I liked it a lot. I uh, Could you hear I didn't think it was score? that long. Huh? That score was too long. You didn't think it was that long? No, what? I didn't think it was too long. I thought it was long, but not too long. I think, that, I think that two, everyone, it was, it was worth it. I think everyone gets uncomfortable because the second act ends and people expect the movie to start you know, coming to an end. But then they introduce the whole third act, which is like the courtroom procedures and his yeah. reputation the and all that part. stuff. Yeah. Utterly boring and pointless. Yeah, the snooze I, bit. I liked it a lot. Okay, good. <laughs> I love watching him talk. No, 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 no. He liked that part. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, well then. The only criticism no I would have for it is that Christopher Nolan is not prepared to do any, any sort of sex scene. RDJ got a golden globe out of that part we didn't like. Well, some of us didn't like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but without that third act, the final scene would have been really flat. And the final scene really is what brings the film together. Wait, go back to that comment you just made about how he's not ready to do a sex scene. His sex scenes were really weird and bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Christopher Nolan knows how to have normal sex in his no, real life. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> he's just got maybe, like... Maybe he hasn't had sex. Maybe he's a virgin. All right, y'all quit picking on Chris. You know he's it. a regular <laughs> listener. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the sex in the library where she reads sex. the Destroyer of Worlds thing, fine, yeah. whatever. But the sex at the conference table was a little much. No, that was the only was time the movie was trying to do anything. It's, 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 it's partial Blunt's. commitment to surrealism was so frustrating to me. Yes. We talked about this, and there should have been more of that or no, yeah. cut it completely. Yeah, it I agree. also yeah. woke you up because it was really boring for a little while until that part. <laughs> also, I don't believe that Josh Hartnett is anything ever at all in any movie except... <laughs> <laughs> he's not even a human being no, he's nothing to me he's just Josh Hartnett I'm like okay great go back to Swim Team or oh or whatever that movie was the faculty. faculty freaking faculty <laughs> hey I love that movie that's a good movie man faculty's great Invasion of the like, Body yeah. Snatchers but in a high school in the 2000s come on now alright but anyway Oppenheimer fun one. yeah I, I thought it was good it kept my attention I've, I'm, I find even the he dialogue heavy stuff very interesting and i think he carried it well and i thought he shot it well a lot of the more surreal ethereal stuff how he did it practical it worked really well we did a whole episode but yeah just, i liked uh, um that part of it i i think the characters too many there was too many and they i didn't know who they were yeah, we complained about this in our episode they names. were real people yeah i know but they didn't they didn't get help us with them Mm -hmm. They're like, and, and remember Carl? And they're like, no, I don't, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't know Carl? Okay, because yeah. Carl's crucial to this plot. And yeah. now he's dead, and you need to understand why. Mm -hmm. Wait, mm -hmm. what happened? And he also Billy. Also Billy. He's yeah. gone, too. Wait, Wait who is Carl? Was, I think it was overly ambitious, maybe, to try and do the third act and keep audiences entertained. But as a biography, I think that it, it was... 
it was interesting in my opinion clever and interesting that he he told the story beyond the bomb of mm-hmm. the man yeah it's definitely yeah. a worthwhile okay. feat of filmmaking he knows mm-hmm. what he's doing yeah. and all and that. that final again the final scene you do all that work and you want to you want to pay off the final scene has a lot of weight that stays with you yeah. uh, i saw someone on the internet uh, masterfully took that scene which i agree is a great scene and they edited in footage from minus one. <laughs> so what? That he was like talking about like we unleashed this and it's Godzilla. <laughs> I want to see that. I was getting me goosebumps, yeah. man. It was That'd real tight. Good. Yeah. Well, it's good. And it was also a fine rebound for Christopher Nolan, who's been in the the stinker for years. Nah, man. Tenet's fine. I like Tenet. Mm. But yeah. Um, but yeah, Dunkirk's Dookie rushed. Rings. Dunkirk's yeah. terrible, and Duke. The, the sci-fi M. Night Shyamalan movie was terrible. What was yeah. that called again? The one we always argue about? Interstellar? Interstellar. Interstellar. That's a oh, stinky. I love that one. Yeah, yeah, that's the Shyamalan Agreed. level. That is not. All right, Liam, what's your yeah. second favorite movie of the year? My number two is falls under the category of very rarely does a sequel contend with the superiority of the original. Mm. Uh, in in the form of uh, I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't been mentioned yet, but Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Part Two, uh, that was in the vein, similar vein of Teenage Min- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This was a dynamite like sequel, and I can't wait for Part Three. And I didn't even realize my qualm with it was that it didn't have I didn't know it was a Part One, but it's still up there as my number two. Wait, you didn't see the first one? No, well, this is part one. This, this is part is one of part one of a two part, oh, which yeah. will so the story round out like the trilogy. TV show. Yeah. yeah, this is Empire Strikes Back. Yes, but it, this is tremendous. You know, animation, filmmaking, storytelling, uh, score, just across the board, they slam dunked it again, and I'm dazzled that they could do that again. Hmm. Well, I would disagree. I think it's a little bit of a sophomore slump. Uh, really? Yeah. I think yeah, it was no. actually largely disappointing compared to the no. first one that was perfect. Oh. First one is uh, five kicks. Yeah. All around great. Uh, this one was good. I did like it mostly. It was like three and a half It's kicks. just meta- metaverse crap. Metaverse p- crowded up too much. Stakes yeah, the story are ridiculous. Was confusing to me. Oh, Andrew Garfield's in it. Like, no. was oh he? my gosh, so tacky. Yeah, he was in the background when they were in the. Th- but I did laugh all through the thing. Spot was great. I did laugh mm-hmm. a lot at it. The spot, the spot to me was, was the funniest spot thing about really the whole funny. movie. Mm-hmm. Huh? Jason Schwartzman is, shines as a Spider-Man villain. <laughs> yeah, he does. Patrick, Better than Asteroid City. Shoot. What's your Ooh. second favorite movie of 2023? Uh, they clone Tyrone. It's my number Whoa, two. Whoa, is that mm-hmm. high shoots, yeah. man? I uh, <laughs> there ain't no juice in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing the whole time, and it's like one of those things that it delivers on everything that it, it promises. You know, it's got an interesting sci-fi element to it, and it delivers on that. The performances are great. Uh, the social commentary lands well. All of the stuff it does, it just does really well. You can't, to me, you can't complain about it. Oh, man, I wish so we'd good. all watched it together. Oh, I it maybe been a I would have loved it more. Yeah, it would have been a great time. I would have laughed so hard. Yeah, yeah. you that that would have been a good uh, friend watch. It yeah. would be, and oh, the three dang. the we were talking about earlier, but the three main protagonists they're all so different, so they work so well together. Like John Boyega is very like a gangster guy, and then 
Jamie Foxx is. He's the comic relief. He's the comic boy. relief. He's and the girls, the uh, the prostitute was actually the smartest one. That she was, was great. Yeah, and she, she was just leading saying through. She was Nancy Drew. I'm about to Nancy Drew this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, Check it out, Liam. I will. They clone will. Tyrone. They clone yep. Tyrone. So good. Netflix. Cool, cool. All right, I feel dumb for saying it, but my favorite movie of the year was Saltburn. Stop. Really? It. That's right. You are a that's, liar. That's really weird to hear. What is your <laughs> real number one? That's my favorite movie of 2020. No, it's not. It was. Liked Dude. it a lot. Loved it, actually. How come? It's not a very, oh. it's not a very good movie. Uh-huh. What? It's Here, not good. Sorry. <laughs> Here's my it's review. It's not a good movie. Yeah, yeah tell us what you think so we can I'll tell come. you why you're wrong. Okay. It's, ba- it's a bad movie. Oh, damn. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's a good movie. I was just shocked it's so high. Up. No, it's a good movie. It's a. It's it's a, a, list. It's a yeah, it didn't even movie. make your list. It no, it's nowhere list, on my list. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Here's my experience of Saltburn. Uh, I saw an ad before a YouTube video uh, that I then skipped because one, it's a trailer, so I don't want to see it. Yeah. And two, I just saw that that weird actor was in it, and that the the font yeah. looked cool. <laughs> Very cute. And I said, Listen, yeah. that's all. All of that is great. Yeah. yeah so I said, oh, that looks true. cool. That yep. you know, it has a visual style. I don't know what that movie is. Don't even know what it's about. But I would probably watch that. And then somebody said, oh, that movie. You know, I heard people talking about it, and they were like, shocking it's, people. It's on everywhere. Well, see, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that part. I just heard, oh, it's cool, and it's on Prime now. And I was like, oh, I got that, so I'll watch it. So then me and Burr sit down and watch it. Um, this has all the kind of stuff I like in a movie. It it was uh, quirky in a way that's not twee, like Wes Anderson. Quirky in a way that's kind of like dark and upsetting. Um, I think that the moment in the film, if you've, we've all seen it, I guess. We've all seen it? Yeah. I think that yeah. maybe it would help be helpful to hear what Abby's number one is for the year two. The moment in the movie when I was like, I think I actually love this. Because uh, I was entertained in the beginning. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I like the performances. Ooh, I wonder guess, where it's going. Let me guess which point you're going to say. Uh, it was when a moment. When he lies. <laughs> That's just the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the bit when he drives him there and he's lying. No, it was mm-hmm. when uh, there's a scene in which um, a dead body is being removed and the family is tr- and that's clearly been deeply traumatized is trying to carry on with the ritual of Mm -hmm. breakfast and a butler is struggling to close the curtains (laughs) so that they won't see their son's dead body being wheeled out but he can't get the curtains closed some of the family members are like near catatonic and when they do close the curtains it bathes the room in red Mm -hmm. and it keeps cutting around to all these like frazzled weird family members and like one of those like over pouring a glass and I was like, this is awesome. Uh, yeah. I love the idea of like, it's this terrible tragedy. And this is a character we're supposed to love. He's very like magnetic. and Yeah, mm-hmm. especially with the intro to the film about him. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty over the top. Yeah. And he's dead now. And they're playing, but they're playing it for a laugh, like for one of the biggest laughs in the movie that they can't, like, you know. It was a good scene, yeah. And I was like, I really like this. And by the time it escalates to what it does, which to me, you know, I've read people saying like, oh, that was just so ridiculous that it went where it did. I was like, oh, I like that's what I liked about it, that it was like by the end, it was so absurd and so sinister, but comedically sinister Hmm. that, you know, by the time you get that, you know, final scene that everybody's talking about. I thought that was funny to me. I was cracking up. Yeah. I was like. Oh, oh, sure, that great. final part, I was laughing real hard. Aesthetically, laughing? I really like the, the way grave? It no, 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 the dance, the, ba- the, the dong dance. dance. Oh, that one, yeah. 
Um, and then afterward, you hear everybody being like, well, that's the most shocking thing I've ever seen. To which I said to everybody, like, if that's the most shocking movie you've ever seen, you're such a sweet little baby. I've never seen any movies. I mean, it was definitely some uncomfortable moments. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Three. Yeah. Three uncomfortable So tell us yours, Abby. What's your number one? Yeah, my year? number one is Saltburn also. Whoa! Let's get married! Let's get married and have yeah. kids. I thought... <laughs> It was like an actually perfect movie. What? <laughs> Stop it. I did. I don't have any complaints about it either. Hmm. Oh, man. I thought the characters were like almost all despicable, but like in a really interesting, unique way. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a suicide laugh. I thought the mom was fun. Mm-hmm. They did mm-hmm. a suicide hard cut laugh. Yeah. And yeah. It was, and it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. The, the mom was great. The mom. She I was. also liked um, the friend. Oh, that was that was um, the same Car- girl, Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor dear Pamela. <laughs> yeah. she, she was funny. That <laughs> she was, was funny. Hilarious. Did you like? Did you like that bit? Yeah, I liked her. I liked when she turned up dead. <laughs> And it was just such an aside. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, she's oh, dead. Oh, we're going to go to London. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, Pam's dead. I like that she was credited as poor dear Pamela yeah. in the credits. Yeah. Yeah, that made me laugh, too. I was laughing when the credits great. were on. I thought yeah. Barry Keoghan, which I for sure know how to say his name now. I was unsure if it was Keegan. Um, Brian Keegan? Barry Keoghan. Brian Keegan. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking That's about? That's Matt's version. He's too tired. He's Brian? His name yeah. isn't even Brian. That's his name. In my, in my mind, Barry Keegan, the new Joker in the Robert Pattinson it's Batman. Ke- it's Keegan. Yep, Barry Keegan. But he... Brian wow, Kevin. Wow, what a performance. I thought it was... Yep, like, he really did it. He did it. Thrilling kind of just doing to what he normally does. I'm surprised you did I mean, like, if it's not on your top ten, that's fine, but you didn't like it at all? No, I liked it. Okay. You said you it was didn't. bad. But it, it's bad. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's Listen, not bad. I it feel could like have been great, but it wasn't. It I, was I, I think it was so painfully self-aware. It was like that annoying kid who has a modicum of... You know who it was? You know at the beginning of Four Christmases when that dude's talking to Vince Vaughn and he's like, my niece is coming. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> think she's good. And she's not. It was that kid. Wow. That's I what I think about I it. I didn't get She's that bad. at all. She's yeah. bad. No, <laughs> I didn't. I, I think the build was solid, but the 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 reveal, the climax was I bad. genuinely the did not moment. know where it was going. I will say that. What? I didn't either. Like in the house and I'm like I don't can't tell if like they're about to become a couple, if they're going to go back to school. I'm so I was in. Especially with the time jump. You're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Now we're way forward in time, and we're at a coffee shop near the day. very end. Yeah, yeah. yeah the I think that the the resolution of you know, just this is somewhat of a spoiler of him inheriting was weak. I think the somewhat steps to get there, where they play back, that they play it back, and they're like, oh, he was a sinister all along. It's like, yeah, we know he was sinister, but you're giving him way too much credit. This is not enough. It's like to get written the, we went through world. a lot with these bizarre, interesting, horrible characters in this in this strange place and setting and time, and then he was somehow a mastermind all along. It was not convincing at all. Well, all right, hear me out on this. I can, I hear that argument, but to me, the and I would if someone said to me that that's the result of bad writing, I'd be like, I get looking at it that way. I look at it like this. The it's kind of an exercise in like pointless evil. The 
And the reason that I, I read it that way is the gesture of taking the stones back out of the water. Mm. This family thing that like he told him in a moment of vulnerability. It's like we invented this. When someone dies, you put the stone in the river. And he goes and retrieves them and then kind of does a little mock jig around <laughs> at the end when he's dancing. It's just like there's no there's no point to any of it. It's just meaningless, hateful. Well, evil. that I'm okay with. And I'm okay hilarious. with the nihilism of it. I read it as a nihilistic. Bleak, yeah, but I right. just don't think that they are treating the audience with enough respect to put more thought into how he actually masterminded that. He just stuff. did it, man. He got it done. It's like, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. He had this plan all along, guys. Anyway, here's the... While he was drinking... Dancing naked. Bath water and... All the, the fluids. The, the two or three gross-out parts are so overplayed or uh, over-discussed, over-hyped. Yeah. It's, his escalation in, as into madman mania is nonsensical. But I like I like that about it. I like sure, that. Sure, even that I'm okay with. But there's no reason to believe that he's that clever at, you, at predicting, sure at predicting he these he people. No, he's he's it's clever like enough story. to get a scholarship to Oxford. That's pretty clever. Well, he's yeah. smart. But that's it, Ivy that's, League. Yes, getting into school is one thing, but then totally overshadowing. No, if you can get family. into Oxford, you can kill that whole. Yeah, family. maybe his major was <laughs> yeah, scheming. That's how C.S. Lewis did it. Yeah. Um, just, you should read. It's her like they tried novel. to. It's like they tried to treat sure it like it's not. Ocean's Eleven at the end, and it's like, come on. I'll it's say I actively disliked her previous film. Uh, the portrait of a young woman. Promising young Promising woman. Young woman. Sorry, oh. I thought it was a mess. Portrait of a woman on fire is very different. Oh, yeah. Aesthetically muddled <laughs> and, and unlike uh, Saltburn, it felt like I read or I viewed whatever interpreted Promising Young Woman the way a lot of people interpret Saltburn. Like, this is trying to be edgy, and then it's not. It has no teeth. It's really soft. And The comparison's actually fitting because the ending of Promising Young Woman is also disappointing. Where I, we're led to believe that, that, was that she masterminded this. It was like, no, there's not enough here for us to buy that. <laughs> I guess that's similar in that way. Yeah, yeah. What can I say? I liked it. I told you these were surprising. I thought Godzilla would be an easy number one, but here we are. Yeah. Here we are. It's surprise Saltburn. What All can right. I say of Trendy? Matt, what's your favorite movie of the year? Saltburn. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nah. so good. <laughs> it's uh, Ninja Turtles. Wow. Yeah. wow! I don't have any disagreement with yeah, the five, five, star, five stars. Five stars, I'll say for months after it came out, I was like, "I'm gonna end up on this podcast saying that this kids movie was my favorite movie of the yeah. year because yeah. it just shone above everything." Yeah, until okay. Saltburn came along. Until Saltburn, until you saw, <laughs> saw that dude dancing to Sophia Spector with his wearing out. Kids movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was Beck's number one. All right, Tyler. <laughs> my number one film of the year is The Iron Claw. Oh wow! Ooh. Nice. I, I found it very haunting, mm-hmm. and you held your tongue in. that whole time we were talking. Huh? You did a good job. Yeah, yeah man, yeah. you kept that real close. Yeah, that stars. was good. Uh, I went in expecting a great '80s wrestle film, but it's just a family tragedy. It's not even necessarily a wrestle film. It's, it's not. A, it's a family. It's a family wrestle film, and they happen to wrestle. Yeah. And it's so heartbreaking and so tragic, and it stayed with me for a long time. And I, I thought, even as it played out, like this can't, like this can't really be this tragic and sad. And then it was worse. And it was worse. Yeah, the yeah. Was worse. I hear yeah. the story. It's actually there. There was a fourth brother. There's a right? fifth brother. A fifth brother that a it's fifth even brother. More tragic. And it's even more tragic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the like, director's logic was the audience just can't yeah. handle yeah. this much. 
I think, you know, honestly, if you didn't know and who wants to like be consulting Wikipedia during the movie, it probably would have suspended disbelief too much yeah. to include reality in this movie. You'd be like, all right now. Yeah, it's not. But did did you read? Because I know you and I exchange these horrible stories a lot. Did you read the story about how the first brother died? Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible, horrible story. Now, so when they talk the one, about the little the, one, you mean? Yeah, the yeah, young, yeah. the young boy when he died as a kid. I feel like the curse of the whatever their family. I forget the curse of the. What their, yeah. What's their name? The family name. Von Eric. The von, von the Eriks. von Eriks. Yeah, the curse of the von Eriks. I I believe it. Hmm. It's just so sad. Yeah. It's just terrible. But beyond the horrible tragedy of it, the story story was really good. And one of Zach might have been Zach Efron's final line, uh, if not one of, uh, where he says, "I'm no longer a brother." It's, it's like that is dark that heavy. and yeah, heavy. Really yeah. Heavy. And I think that like you get to that point and you reflect on the the film and you're like, man, God, that was a horrible ride we went on. But they they told it really well. You did, yeah. And it was surprising. It was and they such managed a surprising to, film. instead of, I mean, I would have enjoyed a movie that, enjoyed is a strange way of putting it, but I would have appreciated a movie that would have been really tragic and then not let you off the hook and just be like, it just is what it is. But it found a, a way to tell a story that in the end, especially with the scene you're talking about, there's some kind of sweet, redemptive it is sweet. note. Uh, you did say it. sweet earlier, and that feels like a good word for it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that you're like, man, geez, but there's a note of like, but there's there's some kind of hopeful coda to the end yeah. of the movie. And the, you know, when you do get the wrestling, it's it's fun wrestling. They really I, wrestling. In, I yeah, thought yeah. all that wrestling stuff was yeah. interesting. It was good. I was into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The Iron Claw, Liam. Iron your Claw. favorite movie. Favorite 2023. movie of 2023. <laughs> Number one is. Was that a drum roll? Yeah. <sighs> Sounded like you were shuffling cards. <laughs> no, I got it's it. A it really good. fast drum roll. Really good drum man. Awesome snare. Drum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is um, also takes place in the '80s about a product uh, for a sneaker directed by Ben Affleck. It is no. not. number one. No, no. <laughs> that's my favorite movie of the I year. I knew it would be. You're a big Air. Jordans guy. I. I'm sorry. You're a big Jordans guy. I'm a big Jordans you guy. You gotta be kidding me. It's Come on. Like, you love those. The beanie shoes. bubble was better than Air. I didn't see the Beanie Bubble. Yeah, oh, you check it, it out if you love it. Um, but bubble. yes, after I, you gave a speech about how Barbie is bad because it's about an, a product. No, it's like a whole product that that people are critical of. Mm. That people don't like this product, yeah, but okay. we do love the product. But we still hate the product because it's I mean, this is a movie an about some shoes, man. But shoes, the shoes were an inspiration. And the shoes changed and then, an economy. How did you feel about the them shoes having that slaves? How do you just like Barbie? That Austin yeah. Powers, Michael Jordan, through the whole movie, and like <laughs> pass a water like pitcher around to cover up his face, and like have oh, it was good. Carrying two works. cantaloupes to cover him up. We all know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why who throws they, a shoe? Honestly, exactly. why did they not just uh, put him yeah. in there? Put an actor in there. Put a yeah. Put a different black actor in there. You what about like, that scene at the end where suddenly uh, Matt Damon became crazed and without giving us, and talk about a movie that didn't give us enough to believe in, suddenly made a speech about how Michael Jordan was second only to Jesus, but not even really second to him and how he was going to set the people free from their sins. And then it started playing real footage of Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. Come was, on, man. Weird. And didn't he do that, though? 
<laughs> Let's be honest. I thought that scene was weird. Even for Michael Jordan fans, it felt like a weird scene. Ah, I thought it was speaking into the the future and the hopes, the, the hoop dreams. And this guy played basketball, gonna... right? Oh, and then some. Oh. He played our hearts. <laughs> well, he was in Josh. Space Jam, right? This, yeah, the same guy that's <laughs> in Space Jam. Is that doing anything for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, thought, he was a baseball. He was going to be a. He had a baseball career for a I minute. I thought that was Bugs he Bunny. He retired a couple of times. I had a baseball. Career. I'd, I honestly only knew him from underwear. Oh, Haynes. Yeah. Yeah. He's in that meme where he's crying. <laughs> it's like one of the most crying. popular ones. People. Yeah, I thought it was a fun. Uh, he's kind of he's the goat of memes. Inspiring picture. Fun, like being in Portland, being that we're. Like, well, here. just go watch Elizabeth Town then. What about pig? Because that's about that, shoes. That it's about shoes. Yeah, it's about shoes in Portland. Uh, All right. Yeah, Elizabeth Town. All right, Siren Liam, we're giving you a hard time, but we hated air. Yeah. It was, I, it was like, I didn't hate it. I liked it. Okay. There you go. It you was got a friend. I'll take one. You got a friend in me. Yeah. Ooh, thanks, Burst. Patrick. Hold on, hold on. Should we hear Mike's number one? Listen, oh, air, yeah. air could have been good. I just don't know what Ben Affleck was thinking. And what, what was that? Money, 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 What money, was money. that? Uh, Jason Bateman well, was good. Well, no. Jason Bateman was fun. Was no, great. but Ben Affleck directed it. Thought, Everyone thought, oh, he's going to make a, he's going to make another Argo. He did Argo so well. Yeah, two of the letters are the same. <laughs> You're right. Wow. We're halfway wow. there. But <laughs> right? when it comes to great. making a quality period piece film, he knows what he's doing. What happened with Air? I thought he made a quality period picture. No, 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 no. Five minute, yeah. A five-minute montage at the beginning of the film where you see Rubik's Cube and then, <laughs> and then 80 tab. sunglasses and then zebra print like shorts. No. Game he, Boy. Hey, he was getting back like together with J-Lo when he was shooting that. He was Got busy. distracted. He was busy. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Just find whatever they cut from Stranger exactly. Things. Then then he's like, no, no. I'll, well, I'll, I'll be Phil Knight and I'll wear Windbreaker the whole time. And Oakley's. Yeah. And no. No shoes. And that bad wish. And then we'll be like, what's this dude skateboarding in the parking lot for? Yeah. Skateboarders, man. L- Liam, read us yeah. Mike Jensen's number one. Yeah, Mike Jensen's not text. on the show, but Liam Let's has what his number one. What does he got? Stand what by. if it's Saltburn? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> his number one was GOTG Volume 3. What? Wow. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. yeah. No, Give us his, his top Wait, five. Ooh, Tell us his top no, no, five. Yeah, okay, let me see his five. list. No, no, no. We got. Oh. Hang on. Number ten. Bo is afraid. Number nine. No. What? The Flash. What? Stop. <laughs> Number eight. John Wick. Hathord. <laughs> oh, right. we went up the stairs. Number seven. Creed. Trois. All right. Number six. Spider-Man. Five. Barbie. Four. Dream scenario. Huh. Number three. TMNT. Number two. Oppenheimer. Okay. Yeah. And number That's one, Guardians. Price. This man put the flash on his list. Bless your heart, Mike Jensen. Hey, Nobody has hated movies. Let me more tell you something. Guy. We watched Dream Scenario with Mike a couple of weeks back, and there is a point in which uh, Nicolas Cage's character passes wind, and Mike's instant response was. Did he just fart? <laughs> like yelled it out loud. He was so he, happy he didn't uh, he didn't want to assume that he made it up. Yeah, in his he mind. was worried that it had been one of us in the room that had passed wind, not happening in the movie. And man, he lost it. Yeah, he, he did. I haven't heard him laugh like that in a couple of years. It was great. That, that scene that passed wind. That's me. what he said. Broke wind. It's supposed to be broke wind. Broke wind. Oh, or passed gas. Broke yeah. wind. <laughs> 
<laughs> Pass wind. All right, Patrick. Yeah. Pass wind on your number one. Yeah. Number one for me is Guardians Volume 3. Stop. Really? No, that's fair. Here's why. Here's why. No, it was really Stopper. I loved it. I loved it. You've never strayed from your commitment to the MCU, so it must have been so nice to get a good movie. No, here's... Well, yeah, it's probably a little predictable. I feel like this is the by far the best one since Endgame, and it's a story that started before Endgame and went through it and then ended strongly. That's great. Yeah, I I I don't know if they can, like... And all the characters, like, you know, like, you say goodbye to them. It's like you were actually really saying goodbye to all the end of it. I feel like that was the... That it, was, was it. it was very satisfying closure. You know, uh, one thing that I don't think we talked about that uh, I thought about as we were recording this podcast, that when the movie starts, they introduce the fact that now because of the um, Zune player, they have access to movies beyond Peter Quill's mixtapes. So now the needle drops are going to involve m- songs from different eras. Yeah. And right away you're like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that because historically it's been like songs from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Uh, but then they open with a montage or a long single shot scene of Rocket singing an acoustic version of Creep by yeah. Radiohead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah it was, that was so a good. really good that, yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Great. Guardians. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I really do think that's it, though. It's over. I yeah, it's yeah. I don't be. think they can't. It's done. But my most anticipated movie of this year is uh, Deadpool. <laughs> so maybe it'll be. Well, Deadpool is still. Wait, what do you mean? It's not coming out? No, no, no. It is. As far as I am concerned, this third Deadpool is still Disney adjacent enough that Disney maybe haven't dookied all over it, and it yeah, could be good. It's still its own thing. Yeah, yeah. It could. I think after this one, it'll be. You know the blobbed into the full thing, and it'll be trash. Liam, what are you anticipating most in twenty twenty four? Oh gosh, I've honestly, I think Dune Part Two. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, promising. If, if it's anything like the surprise Dune Part One was, I'll be Dune. You'll be Duned out. Can't wait. Dune. Tyler, what's your most Dune. anticipated picture of? Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at the list. Come back to me. Okay, okay, Matt Hughes, what's your most anticipated movie? Doom Part 2, baby. Burrs. Um, my most anticipated is Joker Folie Adu. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, yeah I'm super excited great. for that. But, you know, I got to go Godzilla X Kong, A New Empire. Godzilla looks like bubblegum now for some yeah, reason. Yeah, Godzilla's mm-hmm. pink and fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a new uh, there's a new Planet of the Apes. He got barber fight. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be bad. No one's excited about that. It doesn't. Not that's be good that you're most anticipating that one, Tyler. Okay. Yeah. Tyler's yeah. most anticipating. I'm not anticipating. Oh, Furiosa, yeah. I finally saw the trailer for oh, that. that's right. Oh, I didn't so see the trailer. George Miller. Pretty I don't need to see the trailer. Well, uh-huh. Prequels. So. I saw the I saw the trailer that's too. Sure. It started auto playing and it looked so awesome when it started that I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch it. Yeah, I gave myself a treat. That's how they get you. Awesomeness, Tyler. Yeah. Is, uh, is that what you pick? No, I'm looking forward to Inside Out too. Okay. Now, um, now the question we have to answer as we sign off is: Did Burrs earn the cinephile crown this year? I mean, these you might not like these movies, but these are some uh, critical darlings she put on her. Hey, I think uh, she didn't, and she ruined it with Saltburn. Now, can I ask, can there only be so many cinephiles at a time? Is it like, because there's four right now, right? Does someone get kicked out so Burst can go in? It's only downgrade Tyler. It's probably the most logical thing. I mean, I think I... I don't know. He had Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon up pretty high. That's pretty cinephile. Hmm. Why? Because they're long? Cinephile. cinephile. Three hours. hours. Yeah. It means I'm better than all of you. Mm. (laughs) 
Hey, what did you think about our list? Do you agree, disagree? Did Abby finally earn the cinephile crown? Let us know by leaving a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com or interacting us, interacting us, interacting with us on social media. Everything is at youhatemovies, but if you want to do something even better than all those things, go to patreon.com slash youhatemovies, where for really the price of a cup of coffee every month, you can get bonus episodes of you hate movies every single month in which we will talk to you interact with you become your close personal friends and argue about movies together 